to the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 41. This is the Halloween episode. Uh, we're actually recording this on the 30th, so the day before, so this means you're probably hearing this on like the 5th or 6th, um, but I will do my best to get it out before that. But anyway, I am your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Ben. I am not afraid of any ghosts. TJ. <laughs> Aaron. Woo! Kat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> So tonight I'm going to give fair warning. This could be a bit of a train wreck episode. Most of us are damn near exhausted. Um, October is just a nightmare month for almost everybody here at this table. Um, we're coming off of a Halloween party from a couple days ago. People are just getting off of a heavy work day, all this stuff. So it's been nuts trying to get this one scheduled and ready and even what to talk about. So... But it seems like the discussion tonight is going to be really based upon horror films. So, Yay. but before we get into that, we got to start the way that we show the uh, start the show every other episode. I swear to God, I'm not drinking. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my question for everybody tonight is this: Would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Westworld when things go horribly, horribly wrong? So, I'm going to start tonight with TJ. <laughs> Westworld, because I'm pretty sure my chances for survival are a little bit better. Not by much, but I can probably talk my way out of something. Whereas with the dinosaurs, I'm probably just going to get eaten quickly. Fair enough. I I have the same the same feelings on that. I feel like the AI's like you know advanced enough where you might be able to reason a little bit more than the hungry teeth gnashing Tyrannosaurus Rex is just going to om nom nom. <laughs> okay, Jada. This is a real tough one for me because I deal with, you know, hungry teeth gnashing creatures because I deal with toddlers a lot. So um, sort of similar. It's really a draw, but, you know, in the event that you're stuck in an AI world and things go horribly wrong, you can kind of almost do that like mechanical doll thing like in the corner and just be like, eh. Oh God, don't notice me. Oh God, yeah, don't yeah, notice yeah. me. Just, it's sort of like, it's, it's sort of a similar thing that you would do with the T-Rex. Like if you don't move, they can't see you. So, you know, if you play dead in the world of the AI, like they might just eventually leave you alone until you can like, you know, there. scamper away. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Oh. I mean, it is kind of a draw, but I, I'd probably in the end have to go to, have to go with Westworld. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, it's totally I was like, okay. it sounded like I was like Westworld. I was like, <laughs> and my brain says today. It's shutting down just like the AI. Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I think I am going to buck the trend on this one because something um, about so. I, I'm going with, I'm probably going to die either way, so so I'd rather get eaten by a dinosaur than the stuff with Westworld, like, it just was such a mindfuck, because we didn't specify, like, who we were in Westworld. If I were one of the people in Westworld, like, one of the actual... You're a tourist. You're, I'm a you're, tourist. You're a tourist in any of these places, so, like, think more like Jurassic World, okay. when, like... Hey, we quote unquote got it right. If you I know. were one of the AI or like one of that, where you were like one of the, that would be horrifying. Well, if so you were like one concept. of the the you know Terrifying. animatronics or well the the synthetics, yeah, then you you're you're a, a T Rex or a raptor in Jurassic Park because that's pretty much essentially the same yeah. thing. So you're definitely. A I mean, visitor. you definitely have a better safety net in Westworld, I think. But I kind of like. The excitement of Jurassic Park. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I for some reason had just have a vision of you seeing the seeing the raptor and going, Kitty! I see that I was just thinking I could see you like, you know, like pretty much like like silent out, like right at home. Ben. 
I'm going to go with the upside down. I was going to choose the upside down tonight, but no, we, we had, I couldn't figure out what to pair that with. So, Oh, that's a good idea. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to go against everybody else, too, with the exception of the cat. I'm going to choose Lost... Uh, yeah, I was going to say the Lost World. Either way, it's the same thing. Uh, actually, they're two different islands. Jurassic Park. Uh, although I think you have a better chance of defending yourself in Westworld. <laughs> Your survivor chance, I do think, are better, but I think if you're going to die, you're going to die in both of them either way. It's going to be quicker in Jurassic World. Uh, plus, as long as I stay away from taking a shit on a toilet, I should be all right. At yeah. least from the T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going with both of you guys as well and going with uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Um, one of the things we didn't really talk about is, you know, spoilers, but Westworld, when that ended, they're like, hey, here's all these other worlds that we haven't yeah. shown you yet. Oh, and all wait. of these can go wrong, too. So you don't know what you're up against. But Wild West, we saw some nasty things. Like, people getting scalped in that show. And there was a lot of, like, nods and references to people being raped and things like that. I don't know if I want to go out in this long, tortury sequence that I don't know how long is going to take, or chomp, done. And I think I'd rather chomp and done. I, um, I, I think in all in all, because there's it's Wild West. It's not going to be a pleasant way that you go out. You get shot, you're going to probably you know, get Bows. an infection, bleed Bows, for a while. Arrows, draw and quartered. Yeah. Well, well, maybe I'll take, I'll take a Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's the unpredictability factor, too, because you know Dinosaur is going to eat you. Like, with that, you just run. But the thing is, a lot of the AI just blended, and so you never know when one of them is going to go You don't know off. which ones are the ones. So like, hey, this person which I've been hanging out with one? said they're from Ohio. Nope. <laughs> it's a rogue AI unit that's going to do something horrible well, to And them. you don't know you don't when know they're going to get set off. That's so kind of worse. you can just worse. get shot in the face and never see it coming. Whereas, if I hear the dinosaur cries, I'm running. Like, you have a warning. <laughs> There's a warning shot. You really Just keep like, that well, glass of water. And be like, oh. Except if it's a raptor, yes. and it's a clever girl. Or a, or a, oh my god, I know. It could be a, it could be a group of compies that just kind of nibble on you oh, until you die. Yeah, that's and pretty awful sucks. too. The yeah. other thing you have to look at is everybody they showed in Westworld was a jackass. Okay, they were donkeys. Yeah, <laughs> um, they were all bad people. Okay, mm-hmm. you never actually saw somebody who was actually just a good guy. No, oh, there were plenty. Uh, there were plenty of outsiders. Anthony Hopkins was kind of a good guy, somewhat. I mean, None he did some bad things. But that's only because they focused on those people. I'm sure they yeah, were yeah. good people yeah. there. So my question is, so... There was that one head of security that went down, like, in the middle of the desert. And, like, everybody's like, what happened? And we found out later on, yeah. she just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And well, she was just... They, we never even had time to find out if she did bad things. Well, no, no, but so, what, I'm sa- what I'm saying is... Looking at the Taurus, the only people they showed in Westworld were bad guys. Yeah. Black hats. Um, I always go, like, there is no point that I could ever see myself, even knowing that the game reset, it, mm-hmm. doing some of the things that they described these people doing. So I look at it and go, oh, I'd be the white hat. And maybe because I was nice to the androids. Maybe they kill you last. I get a running start. I don't know. Maybe they just look at me and go, don't come back. It's like TJ runs down the plot line to become sheriff. And one of the AI users is like, nope, I'm sheriff. You tried to run the bandits out of town. And well, the bandit I was mean, the one I think you snapped. have a point in that, <laughs> so. like, okay, maybe if you're the one person who isn't trying to do awful, awful things yeah. to the AI, maybe they'd, like, you know, be cool with you. But... 
I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm changing my answer. I think I'm going, I think I'm going Jurassic World on this one. I think the more the psychological I, trauma. I think the psychological more, stuff. Yeah, more, that's definitely that's, way worse. Just eat me. Go. Dinosaurs can chomp me. I'm fine with that. The psychological stuff. No, 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 no. I think it's more the idea of too is, as I put it, is this is what everything goes wrong. Like there's not a lot of hey, let's play reason with the androids at this point. Like we're saying every one of them is. Just well, and the other thing off. too is like some of them weren't really just attacking the bad people either. They were just like, you know, the, like, they would have like a break. They would be not really in control and it would just be like, like, um, the one was having flashbacks and then would just start shooting, you know, accidentally where it's like blind, you know? Well, you know, does the safety precautions come off and they're no longer firing blanks anymore? Things Mm. like that. When you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Because like the one would be in like a PTSD episode and then like realize she shot something. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, you could have been there. And she didn't realize that she You're shot just collateral you. damage at that point. And it doesn't matter how good you are. You just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm not saying I'm not going to die. I just, <laughs> I just have a better chance yeah, in yeah. Westworld. That's fair. Yeah. Can I, can I just say real quick, too, to just kind of sum up this conversation? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I know in season two, we're going to be getting glimpses of medieval world and samurai world. What? And if they existed in real life, I would literally sell everything I own to go to medieval world. Oh, just, hell Just to work there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you can work there, too. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. They'd have to. Th- it would have to be, like, fantasy medieval world for me. I was going to say, is this that's how they pick up like the, uh, where Dragon oh, Ball throws yeah. things off? Ah, that's awesome. Basically, like, they're going to create this fantasy medieval world, so this is where Wait, HBO is picking up where Game of Thrones leaves off? No, no. <laughs> these, in this story of Westworld, these worlds already existed well before Game of Thrones. I know. Well, then well, stop it. What I, what I would request is a Galavant version of yes, They all sing. Well, it's, it's, that's kind of is what Medieval World is in the story. It's kind of like Camelot. Nice they, oh, no, no. I'm requesting Galavant, like, oh, singing. Sing? And, I want them singing. All right. Secret. Yes, exactly. Hush, hush, hush. All right, let's move this into let's move this into Halloween territory. So, um, this is odd because normally I have the show super plotted out, and right now I just have like mental vomit on a page right now from hey, that sounds good. This sounds good. Yeah, we usually have outlines in front of us. Yes, so. Um, so I guess the good place to start is, uh, because it's Halloween, most of us, I'm sure, have dressed up for this year in some way, shape, or form, or plan on doing so. So I figure that's a good way for us to start off talking about Halloween. So, Ben, what did you dress up as this year? Uh, I went full-on Gotham villain this year, and I went Riddler. It was really good. Thank you. And I've given, I showed a lot of people from work the picture, and... Uh, I cannot wait. I actually still get to wear it to work nice. this week, oh, which uh, I can't wait. But tomorrow. yeah, I was um yeah. yeah tomorrow. Well, at the time people were listening to this, it already passed. But yeah, I wanted to do something. We, you and I do the DC podcast, so I wanted to do some. I did something DC related last year when I was a hero, and I did Jay Garrick, uh, the '40s version of the Flash. And this time I wanted to go the other side of the spectrum. I wanted to go villainous, and I could have done Penguin, but. Uh, if I did, I would have gone DeVito Penguin, not Robin Hood Taylor Penguin. Uh, or um, Burgess Meredith Penguin, I would have gone too. That would be great. I yeah. thought about doing Jim Carrey version of Riddler, but I'm not in the shape to wear spandex I wanted to be in. <laughs> uh, so I did my own version of, of the Riddler. I wore a nice two-piece suit that was all green with question marks on it. Made a hat with a black hat with a question mark on it. Had the custom mask. Oh, you made that? And, 
What, the hat? Yeah. Well, I made the question mark that went on the hat. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't buy the hat. Very cool. But it was fun. I enjoyed doing it, and uh, it's already given me ideas for next year. Cool. It was a great costume. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, we'll we'll do um, Jada and Kat together, because you guys had an interlinking (laughs) costume. We came as ourselves. Pretty much. Um, (laughs) So Kat and I are both kind of obsessed with the show Lost Girl on sci-fi. So I was Bo, and Kat was Kenzie, Mm -hmm. which are... Pretty much ourselves in real life. Yeah, um, it wasn't a first draft. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We were like, oh, we should totally do this cosplay. We started talking, about, talking this, about this yeah, for like years, at least a year. So yeah. And I was like, oh, I love this show. I totally want to cosplay Bo because it's like long, dark hair. It's kind of similar build. She's mm-hmm. got a much nicer build than I do, but that's okay. Um, and we were like, yeah, we should totally do this. So literally it was get home from the Renaissance Fair, change out of like my elven... Lily, Lily told me I was a wood elf, so she was like, you're a wood elf, but you're an elven queen. And I'm like, Aww. okay. So I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you, you're nine. Um, <laughs> so I changed out of actual costuming and grabbed like five random things from my closet and was like, yeah, this works. It's so. my costume. <laughs> yeah, actually, most of my costume, apart from, actually, even the corset I had on standby anyway. So like all the Kenzie stuff, apart from the black wig, I had. But the funny thing about it is... The Kenzie thing was like that her hairstyle was a flashback to me as a teenager because I had that exact hairstyle when I was a teenager, which was the like black, it was dyed black and I had the bangs and the, yeah, so they really were, it wasn't a far stretch. No, like, well, it, like I said, we came as ourselves, but it was probably like the best costume ever. Well, you had, the, Kat, you had the other fun part of your costume too, because everybody oh, hashtag kept... hashtag Goth Lily. So for <laughs> I thought you were Goth Lily. That's I know, you forever. <laughs> so for those of you that Kenzie don't know, uh, this is obviously Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, so <laughs> Kat gets mistaken for Alice and Hannigan at times, so. Yeah, I've had a lot of people be like, the first time, like, they're like, did you know that you look like Al? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Especially because I have red hair. For the, like, most of the time. But when I did my goth haircut when I was a teenager, it looks identical to Lily from How I Met Your Mother's goth haircut or when Eva she Willow. was a teenager. Yeah, Eva Willow, yeah. too. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is you guys put up a shot on Instagram of you dressed as that, and I think Amanda put it up. And it got re... Oh, you put it up, and it got re- yeah. re-messaged from the official Hymium yeah. page. <laughs> so... Really? Yes, it did. That's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. So, um, Erin. Uh, actually, Tej and I are not dressing up this year. We just, we couldn't make it to any of the Halloween parties. Yeah. I had plans to dress up tomorrow at work, but unfortunately wasn't able to pull it together. Mm-hmm. So, I'm... Can you talk about a past costume? You can. Let's see. Uh, I think my favorite costume I ever, I ever, ever, ever dressed up as was a costume I threw together in, no joke, an hour. And it was Sally yes. from... Uh, no, before oh God, awesome. So what I did was I took that's a dress I'd already had, and then I patched worked onto it, oh, and nice. it took me about an hour. And I and I like made pretty much sewed pa- like like pin patches onto this dress, and did a full patchwork on this dress, and then had the red hair at the time as well, and then drew all my stitches on and went to a party that way. That's and I literally perfect. put it together in an hour, and I was so damn proud of myself. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think I'm going to uh, redone my Wonder Woman dress for taking the kids around trick-or-treating tomorrow. Oh, nice. nice. That'll be awesome. Teach, what was one of your favorite costumes then? So, <laughs> when I was five... <laughs> oh, please be the one I'm thinking of, because it's adorable. I was the greatest yes. American hero. Aww. It's and the cutest And if any of you know what ever. I'm talking about, it's kind of hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> 
There needs to be pictures of this, TJ. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. If, if, I know, I want to see If you pictures. have photos, I can put that as the cover shot for the episode. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is. Um, uh, for me, I just uh, re-rocked my Renaissance version that I did for like pirate version of Robin, basically. Yeah. I guess the, I like the Seven Force. I just did have time. Well, you put all the hard work into it, too. Originally. It's like an awesome costume. costume. Yeah. So I just did it for a second time. So, Yay. huzzah. But yeah, it was fun to, fun to be able to wear again. Which so. Robin? Um... No idea. Okay, fine. <laughs> so it, I would say it's, it's Grayson or, or, or Drake, probably. Makes it's, sense. It's one of the two. So. Yeah. so that's one of five, or two of five Robins as a potential. So it <laughs> yeah. makes it easy. <laughs> so. um, all right. So let's get into the meat of this then. So I guess I'm trying to think of the best place to start. Um, you know, how about this? So, you know, as far as horror films in general, because I know some people at this table are massive fans of horror. Some people, not so much. So this is kind of a nice mix for this. But everybody, at least here, has seen a horror movie or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the main things that happens with everything, too, is horror films really fall back on a ton of tropes. So maybe instead of talking about the tropes we like least, maybe the tropes we like the most in horror. What the things that, even yeah. though they play into, it's still always fun when it happens. Yeah. And I'm going to start with a person I have a feeling that's going to have nothing positive to say on this. is Because <laughs> I know TJ is not usually a fan of horror movies. So. My, uh, my problem with horror movies. Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> because I have good ideas. Not a fan of horror. He actually movies. does have good ideas. With some horror I, I have, my thing with horror movies is always at that point where it ta- where they do something that's so incredibly stupid that it takes you out of the horror movie. You're like, why, 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 why would anybody do that? So that's pretty much the entire horror movie. To yeah, you. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, but like, I liked. Um, Cabin in the Woods, Cabin which the woods, so subverted good. a lot of those. Yeah, it played uh, played up the tropes, but yeah. then ways and then to subverted. Ex- yeah, then it, subverted yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you had you still had those tropes, but they were they were played up to your expectations because mm-hmm. of what the movie was about. Um, well, they, they they ramped the tropes up to eleven in that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah, when um, they do subvert them, though, it makes it that much better. Yeah, but I'm always a fan. There was an old uh, Eddie Murphy skit uh, on SNL. Um, got. Are we talking about Amityville Horror? Uh, that kind, one? kind of. James yeah. Brown in a hot tub? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so it starts off with this white family moves in, into this house. Honey, it's great. We've moved into this great house. Uh, we've got our two point five kids. We've got a dog. Wow! Oh my God, what was that? You check the basement. I'll check the attic. Eddie Murphy and his family moves into the house. Honey, it's great. We've got our two point five kids. I know it's We've got our dog. We've got our dog. It's great. We're finally out of the ghetto. Get out! It's well, James can't say. Everybody back to dog. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was the smarter person. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I look at like, I like the like the jump scares never like like I'll go back to Alfred Hitchcock building suspense, building the. Um, tension, and then there's the scare. A jump yeah. scare is a five year old jumping out from behind the wall, behind the door, yeah. going boo. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of horror movies are these days. See, I do like when they play with you on that trope of the jump scare, though, where it's like they build to the jump scare and then it doesn't happen, and mm-hmm. then you're like, "What the you know, fuck?" You know, honestly, because like we're talking about jump scares, and one show that I always thought did a great job of cel- celebrating Halloween incredibly well was Community. 
And oh, there yeah. is the amazing episode where everybody gets sick from the MREs that they're serving at the Halloween party. <laughs> so everybody everybody thinks they're being turned into zombies. Oh, yeah. But there's a moment where it's Abed, Troy, and Winger walking in this back corridor that's unlit. And a cat jumps out of them. But then it happens like four more times. You're like, what is up with this cat? <laughs> but it's, I love that they play that up oh. so incredibly well. But anytime I think jump scares nail though, too, that's yeah. exactly what my cat. See, I'm a fan of the post. You talk about tropes that we enjoy. I'm, and very few movies do it. They take, very few movies take advantage of it. But I'm a fan of what I call the post jump scare. And it's where, you think the movie is pretty much done. The killer's been caught. Everything else is done. Oh, yeah. And then there's one final jump that has absolutely nothing to do with the main plot. And I know the one movie I think of more than anything else is the first Scream movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. The first Scream movie, the, the killers are dead, everything else. And then when you think everything's settling down and quiet, the father falls out of the closet. And it's scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. The whole movie didn't make me didn't make me jump at all. But the father falling out of the closet made me made me jump because you don't expect it at all. It's yeah. the first jump scares like you know with it with Stephen King's it. There's a lot of jump scares oh, in the no. new Stephen King's yeah, it. Yeah, right. Oh, they did a wonderful <clears throat> with a couple with those. Oh, they did. They, yeah. they did good. None of them got me because I don't fall for the jump scare trope. But when you're watching the movie, the cat wanted to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> But when the when the when the jump scare is post everything happening and it's completely unexpected, that's when it gets you the best, and that's why I'm a fan of that jump scare. The one I jump that. scare that got me in it, well, I don't know if anybody else, I know you've seen it, you haven't yeah. seen it. Have you guys? Okay. I will not see it. So I went to the movie theater and saw it by myself. Yeah, because TJ did not want to go. No, it was so no. But there's yeah. one moment where you're waiting for the jump scare and waiting for the jump scare. And it's a delayed jump scare, and that was the one that got me. And I don't want to, for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin uh, it, but oh, I'm damn. going to defend myself here. It's not that I didn't want to go. I was at a bachelor party. That's oh, no one, no um, one was questioning that. Yeah, that. I don't yeah. want to go. I don't want to go. I will not see that movie. Um, now, as far as, so Teej, what was one that you liked, though? <laughs> well, uh, a trope? Yeah. Uh, what is a trope that you can, you're behind? Because you didn't answer the question. You might have to go back to him on that one. You, like, you might have to come back. You're okay. very okay. deep in thought. All right. I liked it when Jason beat those kids in the sleeping bag against the tree. That was amusing. Oh, Jason X? Yeah, that, yeah was, that, was, that was good. But I think that was less of a jump scare and more, less of a scare. It doesn't have to be a jump scare. It just has like, to be yeah. your favorite trope. No, no. Yeah. I mean, less of a trope and more of a... Wow, this is a bad movie. What can All we right, do with I've, it? I've got one that I absolutely... I actually really like this type of, like, not really a jump scare, but more of a jo- gotcha sort of moment. So one of my favorite, and I don't even know if it's classified as a horror movie, although there are parts of it that are pretty horrific, is Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, a scene... Still falls in heart. Yeah, and there's a scene where uh, Clarice is at the end... It's, it's sort of towards the end of the film, and she's in the house. She's in Buffalo Bill's house, and everything is completely pitch black. And then the only thing that you see is that he, uh, Buffalo Bill, has the he has the night vision goggles, mm-hmm. and he's stalking her throughout the house. Oh my god! And I mean, it still gives me chills to think about that because, like, you just see her, and she's just like out of breath completely, and you know, like she's blind, trying to like, and he like reaches out, and his hand like gets this close to her face, and you're just like. Mm-hmm. I think for me that's actually something similar for me. Yeah. It's like um, the blindness. Well, it's it's the it's the stalk. It's the the evil the st- stalking yeah, the that, prey, it's like exactly, that predator prey aspect. Right. Yeah. And you know what it is for me is like you see it. I think the most in the old Halloween films because oh, yeah. that dark sequence where you just get the light on the main character, but there's a shadow in the background and you just see the white of the Michael Myers mask. 
kind of get yeah. lit on just an edge of it, and you mm-hmm. just see like part of the mask coming and hitting light, and yeah. then it just dips away, and then it's you, you don't know where he is in conjunction of anything. And I honestly, always love that with the Halloween, especially the original one, which honestly is the only one of the Halloween movies that I've seen in its entirely and its entirety that I will watch and rewatch. They do that whole. It's terrifying because you don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same thing with same feeling with Jaws of like like you, they don't show you the monster yeah. because well with Jaws they didn't have it completed or whatever <laughs> but you know with that kind of thing it's like it's the it's that terrifying factor of you don't know where that person where that psychopath maniac is mm-hmm. like that that to me is mm-hmm. the, is the trope I kind of enjoy. If I'm it's go really home. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always terrifying. Um. I think my favorite, and it, it could probably be classified as a jump scare, I don't know, but the one that always gets me is the thing that was in frame that wasn't in frame before. So, like, the camera will pass yeah, back yeah. through one thing, and you're, and it's hit, and then all of a sudden uh-huh. something's in frame it that wasn't like there. The, the camera does a circle, and it comes back, and there's the person standing right behind. Yes, that, or in the mirror, like, the person opens the mirror, the person's not there, close the mirror, and the person's behind them. That always gets me every single time. It scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> or, it's like, or something that's not, in, that's inanimate. Then moves and then yes. you see it and it pans back and then it's like moved a foot like the what is it um, poltergeist not poltergeist um, yeah no poltergeist where the clown moves in the little boy's oh, bedroom that damn clown it's like <laughs> see clowns they're fucking evil <laughs> every time the lightning every time the lightning strikes and the power like the the lights go out and then come back on that clown is like two feet closer mm-hmm. to him I'm like mm, oh, no that's really scary yeah, yeah. it's very weeping angels esque uh-huh. <laughs> that's true yeah um mine actually is a sound trope. So it's the ringing cell phone or phone or whatever it is because the calls are coming it can be used in multiple. Yeah, like in Scream, it's used that way. But then, like in we watched, I don't know. I think it was like it was a horror movie. It was like a set of shorts, and one of the shorts was like it was the text message noise, and it was this ghost was technically Formia. like it was a Korean Formia. Yeah, yeah, it was a Korean horror, horror movie. Film. Yeah, and, and it's a shorts. Um, yeah. yeah, it was four horror shorts. And, like, the entire thing was done with sound, but it was the sound of her phone buzzing. As it was kind of a rear window type of thing where she was trapped in her thing. She was sick. Like, she had um, hurt her leg, so she couldn't leave. And she was texting with this guy who was not, you know, and it started doing it. Like, every time you heard the cell phone buzz, you were like, fuck. And I love it because um, you can use that so many different ways. Because mm-hmm. even in like a movie where they're trying to stay silent, they're trying to stay silent because the monster's coming, and then someone's fucking phone goes off. Yes. And you're like, I didn't, because you're in a panic. You're not really thinking, let me put my phone on. Silent. Or they've called 911, like, and all of a sudden yeah, it's 911, yeah. what's your emergency? Yeah, and, they, and, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, trying yeah. to hide from the, the killer so or So it's whatever. that like sound trope where it's like the phone, the phone. I think it's. Much. I think that's one of the great things about horror in general too. Is is when you can take an everyday object and add a le- level of sinisterness to it. Mm-hmm. So when you walk away from something that has a real real life implication, and that movie ends, and something like that happens in your house because it's a normal everyday object, mm-hmm. it brings you right back to the movie. So, mm-hmm. Ben, I already gave one. Oh, that's right, you did. Uh, sorry, TJ. Went <laughs> back to you. Um, he still got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, horror movies are still bad. <laughs> well, no, it's, um, I like when the, I like when they take something that looks or you wouldn't nine times out of ten. I like when they take something that looks innocuous, yeah, and makes it dangerous. I, I like, um, I guess a, a sound trope 
yeah, when the you know, sort of the fake jump out scare mm-hmm. where the sound gets really the, the music crescendo. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh no, nothing. There's okay, nothing. never mind. There's nothing. <laughs> um, Go back to your business. <laughs> and then yeah. you get thirty seconds later, then the then the, the, the horror the, horrific. The, then the horror happens. starts. Um but like even the tropes I've liked, I've seen them taken so many times in the wow, this is annoying direction. Yeah. That I just can't it's hard for you. Like the, ins- the the insufferable know it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a great trope. Um, where the, you know the, the, here's this ghost expert that knows everything there is to know about ghosts. There's the horror movie geek. Yeah, and actually, that's that's a good example of I one like done well from Scream. That I guy was great. That Randy. Randy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was the that best. That guy was great. Oh that's um, that would be the person I would be if I was in Scream. <laughs> so I would be Randy. <laughs> it's um, true. But the but then there's the, they take it to such an extreme where now yeah you know, here's the guy who knows everything about it but everything he knows is wrong and he just winds up dying in some ridiculous way going no this is impossible yeah <laughs> I kind of always love to and I you know is when you think there's the character that's there's no chance that they're going to be the one to die and they're the one that goes out early on. Mm-hmm. Like, I love when a movie can completely catch you by surprise. And it's a, not a great movie, but I still love it. It's a guilty pleasure. But Deep Blue Sea is the one everybody goes oh, back to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so true. When Sam, Sam Jackson goes yeah. through this massive, epic speech. huge monologue. And he's the only real big name in this film at this time. I mean, yeah, you have like LL Cool J is in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Saffron Burroughs just doesn't have much of a career yet. Nobody really knows who Thomas Jane is at this point in time yet yeah. in his career. It's very early on. And everybody's like... There's the headliner name. It was the same as Scream. Drew Barrymore was front and center on every poster. She's the person that died she in the first five minutes. And everybody's like, who are these other people? Yeah. Everybody's like, I know Matthew Lillard, and I Nev Campbell's on Party of Five, and everybody knows, you know. Yeah. Well, even then, he wasn't really well known. But you have, like, sure. Courtney Cox, but even David Arquette's career hasn't really started yeah. at this point in time. Like, yeah. it was a lot of relatively unknowns, like the way a lot of people's <laughs> careers start in horror. But, like, it's those moments, those Drew Barrymore's and Sam mm. Jackson's, where you're like... Oh, this is going to be their movie. They're the headliner. They're the name on the poster. No, no. They're the face on the poster. <laughs> Until I've 30 seconds wa- in. I've really been... I've done... I've dances. actually been wanting to go back and rewatch the Scream movies. It's been a while since They're so fun. Them. Actually, if you haven't seen the Scream TV series... I know. You tell me about it all the It time. is so good. And that's another one. Like, I like that it plays on those tropes, too. And it does actually, like, you know, kind of homage <laughs> to the um, movies in the sense that they have... Um, Two of the main characters are like the geek know it, you know, the yeah. geek know it all characters. Like, but instead, Randy it's a was. podcast. I know, and they it's have great. their regular podcast and stuff. It's super dun, dun, dun. Super dun, dun, dun. Dun. I know. I, right? Which you... one of you is the killer? Who's hiding the knife? I know. <laughs> Why are you hiding? <laughs> uh, let's be honest; they probably would. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's always the one that you least expect. Sure it's cat. It's, it's cat and TJ teaming it's... up here. Like, <laughs> all the running moments. It's cat because TJ be like. Oh, I can't do this at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm like the care nurturing mom of three. I mean, I could be the That's secret true. serial killer. Hey, I, no, I see you, Jane. No, you could fuck shit up if you had. I probably could. Yeah. We know you. That's why we didn't put you in that That's thing. true. You know, you mentioned um, I've seen I've seen Serial Mom with Kathleen Turner. Oh, that's not <laughs> Serial Mom. You uh, you mentioned Cabin in the Woods earlier, mm-hmm. and you mentioned how that's a movie that kind of takes the tropes and pushes them to the extreme. But I think another good example of movies that kind of doesn't just take the tropes and push them to the screen, but kind of just flips them on their end, is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes! Which... That was a really The, the good horror one. movie tropes, it completely flips it around. Mm-hmm. And... Right. 
these are these horrible se- sequences that happen, but people just catching the tail end that just makes them look like serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's actually the two people you would think that fit into the typical horror movie trope of being the killers are the two complete innocent people throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. and are just completely misfortunate. Yeah. Has everybody at the table seen Tucker and Elmer's Evil? No. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Al- Alan, it's, uh, Alan it's on Tudyk. my list. It's Alan Tudyk and James Al- Corden, right? No, no, no it's, it's not James Corden. Corden. It's, um, um, I can't remember his he's name. The, the other dude was in a show called Deadbeat. Okay. Uh, he's Deadbeat basically a stoner that sees ghosts. And, uh, okay. uh, not Reacher. Um, what was the Kevin Smith show that he was in? Um, oh, yeah, he was, there was a, I can't remember the other one, where it was basically this teenager <laughs> signs a pact with uh, hell. And his life starts getting better. We watched a couple episodes of it. I can't Tyler Lebin. Tyler Lebin, that's it. Tyler Lebin, yeah. yeah. yeah, Tyler yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It was it, an awesome Honestly, movie, you yeah. said Alan Tudyk. I'm in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you haven't seen any there? No. No, you it's, need to. It's it's really they play good. rednecks out in the middle of the woods, and they're just... They're brothers, <laughs> Which, right? When you, when, you watch a, when you watch a horror movie, those are the two that are usually the killers. Oh, it's yeah. a group of teenagers in the woods, and these two rednecks that are We're literally the out there... are just causing problems. Like, and, and they're literally out there to just fix a vacation home, which is a dilapidated cabin. And it's just... Everything that would happen to these teenagers in a horror movie does happen, but it has nothing to do with these two. And they're it's just like, all, we are literally just here to fix it's this? It's all on their own. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, all com- yeah. a complete misunderstanding, and it's just nice. Um, You know, I gotta say, too, just because... Um, it, I, it, would feel weird not to bring it up. Uh, Stranger Things season two just started, and I was just saying from watching this episode one. Already done. Um, <laughs> I've, I've watched. I'm, uh, I've watched episode two up to episode two. That's it. But just the power of two basic things. One that you know, Cat brought up is the idea of sound. The moment that you hear the phone ring when everybody's just sitting around watching TV and just where you know, like Will's mom just turns around and you're like, it's just thinking of the psychological damage that first season and being in that house. But even when you see then just the lights on and you're yeah. waiting for the lights to turn off mm-hmm. and you're waiting and it doesn't happen in that episode, but you're still waiting for it. And you get on yourself on edge. Winona Ryder broke my heart in season one. Oh, she just was wait so till, freaking just good. Wait She's amazing. I'm so excited. Like, She's I, saying we, nothing. We've started, we're, not, we're up to I'm, season two. On, uh, we're up to episode two in season two. But I, I will tell you this. Yeah. I'll give you the same warning I've been giving everybody else. If you are going to take a break from episodes... Make sure you take it before you start episode five. Here's the thing, though. Once you take, once you I start, I have children, five, and I can't just sit in marathon shows. I, just, I really, really wish I could. I'm Trust just, me. I understand that, but I'm just giving you the warning, and anybody who's listening, giving you the same warning. Once you start five, the claws are dug deep, and yeah. you are I, in oh, I believe it. Until Even, the end. So, Mike, I, I told you guys earlier. So, like, Mike and I were sort of on like opposite schedules for most of this weekend. He was like, "So, I watched." He's like, I watched episode one of Stranger Things when I was here at your party the other night. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I watched episode one. He's like, and I was like so close to just letting it roll right into episode two. He's like, I, I knew that if I let that happen, I would just steamroll through all of it without you. And I'm like, and I would have probably divorced the, you. The show, gets, the show gets really, gets started right from the beginning. And it's good by episode two or three. But once you hit five... It's your game. Talking like, about no sound time. clips and stuff from that, you know, um, just having seen like the first, like the first two episodes. And again, I don't want to spoil anything, but talking about sounds, the sounds that little, the sounds that he hears. Oh, when he's, he's not there yet. Oh, okay. You're right. You're not there yet. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, okay. I'm not going to say episode anything one, else. That's it. Yeah. But there's like even there's the Demogorgon awesome. sound yes. from the season. Yeah. That's like, the, that, that, like clicky, yeah. clicking, yeah. warbly sound. And then when he's back immersed and he hears it like, all over the place like that mm. and those kids are fantastic actors. oh my god they're amazing. Let, let me say they made a casting announcement for shazam i want 
Will, the kid who plays Will, I want him to play Billy Batson. You want Will to play Billy Batson or Mike? No, no Will. Will. All right, I can kind of see it. And with, with Zachary Levi playing Shazam, I can yes. kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. That would be super all right. because he was fan. He is fantastic. They're all fantastic. I want yeah. Dustin to play. All right, let's move past Stranger Things, because we could talk about this for a while. Oh, you brought it up! I know, but it was a quick quick nod. All right, so I guess one of the best places for us to kind of continue this on was kind of now talking about our limits, though, in horror films. Because we talked about the tropes, and we all Mm -hmm. stated the things that we like. TJ talked about the things that he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Um, everything. um, All right, so what is your hard limit, though, in horror films? Is there a certain type of horror film that you're like, this is a hard no, this is not happening? Um, Aaron, you had your hand up. The torture porn. Yeah. I detest, like, I won't watch the Saw movies. I just hostile. Anything like that. We tried watching... Human care. What yeah, is it? Or human human centipede. Centipede. I, I just don't see the. I, I mean, I understand the the horror aspect of it, but just the the grossness. It's and, cringe horror. It's, yeah, it's and it doesn't like. It I want something that's you know supernatural or yes. even like. But I just I don't want to see people chopped in half for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I will say, Soul One. I actually thought that was an amazing thriller because it was that was all that movie was was a thriller, and then it went. We're going to go hard the other way. Well, see, I'll give you the first three Saw movies. Because even still to this day, the one torture device out of all those movies that still bugs me and I still think about is the pit of hypodermic needles. Still makes me cringe. That's what I said. I watched one. I watched a little bit of two. I'm like, no. (laughs) But after after two, you're right. It just becomes repetitive. Well, because one was so different. One was this brand new thing. We'd never seen anything like this before. Not to mention that, but one also had the twist of the killer being in the room the whole time, yeah. kind of like a, an M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist, which yeah. you never get throughout any of the entire movies. Yeah. That's what made that first movie special. And, and the other yeah. thing, the other thing was, it was more of a mystery, mm-hmm. right, than it was, like, the, the, the torture like was, it was, it was a thriller. It was a yeah. thriller. Yeah, and the torture like, was there, but it wasn't the main focus, and after that, it, it just became, started to yeah. become the main focus. Well, it became more of a thriller, too, where it's like, who's part of this? Who's not part of this? Who's doing something to, you know, yeah. to make sure that they don't get killed? So, and, and, yeah, but then the second and third one just became, how gory can we make this yeah. massacre? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those movies wreck me, because I will, like, we again, we tried watching The Human Centipede years ago, and, like, we got a little bit into it. Because we thought it was going to be more campy than anything. Yeah. It's not. And it's not. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, shaking and nauseous and, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like, that's not Oh, just me. wait until Human Centipede Sequence 3. Yeah, that's no, no, yeah. no. Okay. That's a it's a hundred people. That's horrible. That they are attaching Yeah, that's to that's other. a hard no. Hard pass. <laughs> There's a reason also those movies are rated horrendously, though, too. Like, nobody, I, I've never talked to somebody that's, like, these movies are amazing. You're doing it right now. <laughs> I don't think they're amazing, but I no, I know, I know, I, just, I know people yeah. that actually Some people can handle it think too, they are but phenomenal. That's just oh, I, I don't think they're phenomenal. I I enjoyed them. I think they were something completely different, and it's yeah. Uh, see, I don't mind the torture porn kind of horror. If it doesn't make you feel that way, then I can understand. Like, but for me, I it's, get like, like I said, this it's, visceral... it's the personal limit. Is yeah. kind of like yeah. this yeah. is something I don't like watching. And that's the thing with me. Like when it comes to horror movies, I'm such a fan of horror that I really don't think I have a limit. You're very I, desensitized. to I, it. I am. Yeah, I'm so desensitized to it. Like when I, like when we went to go see when I went and saw it. Uh, you know, I went to one of the first screenings of it, and there were a lot of Aww. there were jump scares in the movie. 
none of which got me. Like, none of them made me jump. The movie's creepy, but none of it actually scared me. Yeah. And I got more enjoyment out of sitting in the theater and watching everybody else in the theater jump at the jump scares than me actually jumping. Because I am. I'm desensitized to horror. Which brings me to my thing that I, (laughs) my limit that I absolutely cannot do. um, And it brings out two of those for me. And it's probably because... Tim Curry. No. (laughs) Well, I blame Tim Curry, but um, actually... I remember watching the Stephen King It miniseries when it came out in like the late 80s because my sisters were like, oh, this will be really cool. Let's watch it. And I was like completely traumatized to it because two things that I really cannot, cannot do in movies, violence or sexual violence against children. Yeah. And clowns. (laughs) Yeah. Clowns are a hard pot for you. Yeah, no. (laughs) And and please... uh, any, any clown thing that pops up on my Facebook is like an immediate hide. And if any of you people think that you're going to just start like spamming me, I will block you for clown shit. I, wouldn't, I absolutely I wouldn't do that will. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a major phobia of mine now. So that, mm-hmm. that's, that's a thing. Clowns are, clowns are super creepified and a hard, hard no. So yeah, it, it is not, not going to be watched. <laughs> Funny enough, we go, going off phobias, needles are my limit. Um, even I can't watch medical shows because I have a phobia to needles. Yeah. So we're not even getting into you know horror movie territory there. Sure. Um, but needle sequences but and such. Yeah, yeah. needle yeah, sequences, like, especially like needles like going into your skull or something yeah. like that. It doesn't even. Have, it could just be drawing blood, and I'm like, nope, I'm I'm going to be over here while, while that scene goes on. Um, oh, really? They do it even with those But like that hypodermic thing? That's when I turn off. Hypodermics, yeah. Yeah, that, they showed that and I went, I'm out. Yeah, that's fair. I don't that's have totally a fear fair. of hypodermics, but that just, that, that was a, it's a cringe yeah. moment. It's the same thing with, with Hostel when the guy's sitting in the chair and he cuts the back of his Achilles heel. Ah! And I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm like, ah, that made me cringe. Uh, I mean, I think for me, it's rape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, sexual violence, I matched. Yeah, I mean, like, eyes. yeah, I, that I checked out immediately yeah. when that happens in *Hills Have Eyes*. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember if that was in the original, but it was in the remake, it and I was remake. like, "Nope, done." Yeah, that, that's um, mine too. And it was really yeah. visceral, and I'm like, I, I can't go any further. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm completely done. Like, you know, um, I spit on your grave is another one you'd want to stay away from. That. Yeah. Well, the original was not. No, but the new one's Wait, got some yeah. of those kind of um, But I mean, like, you know, um, uh, what is it? I can't remember for the life of me. Uh, the Devil's Rejects. Like, that, that is... Oh, yeah. Because um, you tried to introduce me to that movie, and you, see, Rape is one of my big ones. I can't yeah, watch stuff with same. that. And so we were watching it, and I'm like, no, no, there, no. There actually isn't any in that movie. It got very sexual violence in the beginning. Mm. Um, there was. There was a scene, because I, I couldn't even make it past, like, the Oh, movie. it was the dude dragging the corpse through the woods. Yeah, there was yeah. just, like, again, it was very... Um, but no, it's, for me, it's, I think, for, the reason that movie didn't bother me is I saw a Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a kid, sure. like, at, like, five or six, that. and that movie is that basically... so much bad <laughs> But, I mean, that's basically what that movie is. It's the crazy, terror, terrifying hillbillies that yeah. are way out there. Yeah, we never even so, got that far into the movie. Yeah. I got the first... So I have lots and lots of limits yeah. with my horror um, but and I love them. But yeah, no, rape, but yeah. rape is a hard no. I, I yeah. can't yeah. do that. Um, I, I It didn't used to bother me a long time because I was very desensitized to a lot of horror stuff and I was kind of like, this is make-believe, this is not real. And, and then, then you once you, know, once you know somebody is. that's gone through a severe trauma, your brain just goes right there and you think of that person and what happened to them and I'm like, I can't anymore. It shuts yeah, it down. It's yeah. so like a lot of people say too, is like, you know, violence against kids a lot of people i know said it's it was never a problem when they were younger the moment that they have kids that there's a switch that flips it's and a lot of people good, say yes. 
this that completely changes. And I was, I've heard that from so many people that are in friends that become parents. And said, mm-hmm. For me, that, that was that a thing before. Yeah, yeah, that was for me. That was always a thing, even before I had kids. But sexual violence and violence or sexual mm-hmm. violence against kids is a big nope. I yeah. always so look at horror angry. movies, and like I can kind of forgive it, a, a, because it's written so well. Mm-hmm. But I don't like kids in horror movies. Okay, partially because I don't think they should be. You know, depending upon how you know, under ten. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should be exposed to to that, even in a even as actors, even yeah. as actors. Um, and then, of course, I love Stranger Things, which exposes them to, to you. Yeah. Know, but it's like The Shining has always bothered me. And I know that kid thought he was apparently thought he was filming a different movie than <laughs> well, was actually. I actually just on. read. I was reading through this whole, um, you know, given that there's been a lot of controversy in Hollywood and stuff. I was reading through this whole thing about like um, series of people who like just uh, anecdotes and things like that of actresses who were basically abused on sets during mm-hmm. filmings. And actually, Shelley Duvall yeah. was majorly, majorly traumatized from sh- from The Shining, just from filming it. Because yeah. Kubrick was extremely abusive to her. Yeah, so um, was Hitchcock. No, Hitchcock yeah. was really, he would lock for the birds. He, he locked, lock he locked Tippi Hedren in. in a room with live birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with um, with Kubrick. I mean, he, he was extremely abusive and isolated Shelley Duvall from mm-hmm. all the other actors and was like demeaning and horrible to her. Just to get her to that place of where she's just like ultimately terrified the entire time. Now I understand method acting, but there's a there's there's yeah, a there's, there's a, a hard line. Well, doing was, it too, yeah. so now like that yeah. shouldn't be. A... This was also a time period too when method directing was a thing, and now yeah. you can't do that anymore. And that's why they do that. There's only one person. Yeah, it's not really. An but he only does it to one actor. And that's uh, Sam Raimi, and he only abuses Bruce Campbell. And it's actually well, just kind well, of like Bruce take with all of them. But, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off before. So. I've noticed, though, like, a, you'll hear stories of, like, kids being in movies, and they'll do everything they can to shield the kid from what they're actually filming, pretty much. Like, the little boy who is Georgie. I well, uh, I was going to mention this, too. Yeah. There was the story that Tim Curry uh, shared at, I think, Fan Expo mm-hmm. when he was on stage, and he told the story about doing that scene with Georgie in the gutter, and he said the actor that that played Georgie said, Tim, you're scaring me. And he's like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, but it's... Well, I think, like, it depends on what they're doing in the movie. Because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, kids, if they're, like, dressing up, if you have them playing, like, baby zombies or something, then they probably, again, because it's, like, isolated scenes, they just think they're a baby zombie. And they're like, this Mm -hmm. is so cool. I get to dress up and... Chase after stuff. Thinking about it, I think one of the reasons I'm okay with Stranger Things is because they never actually really interact with a monster. Yeah. Except CJ. Yeah, it's well, or even like a person in makeup. Most of the time, it's CG. They're looking at a little ball thing, so they're not really. Yeah, yeah but they're they're also like 14 year old kids. Yeah. So they're Um, they're a little bit older. But like, I'm trying, like the um, Omen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. the it's the devil boy or the Baba Damien. Yeah. Oh my God, the Baba Duke. <laughs> the Baba Duke. Yeah, you know, oh, stuff that like movie. that bothers me because I look at him and go and go. You're, you're telling this, this kid to be evil. LGBTQ, like icon, the Baba Duke. I did hear about that. The <laughs> Baba Duke turned into a. Uh, the Baba Duke was apparently adopted as an LGBTQ icon, like for pride, for pride, yeah. for pride oh, stuff. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's really funny. See, to me though, I I. I actually enjoy, and not necessarily with kids, so I don't want this to come across like I, I think it's just the way it should be done with kids, 
But I enjoy a little bit of method directing. I mean, you look at one of the things, you, a prime example of that is Blair Witch Project. The director of Blair Witch Project legit scared these people in the woods to get natural reactions to everything they were doing. The people he literally put the cast in the woods and said, "Go camping," and he everything that they're scared of. That cast had no idea any of that stuff was going to happen to them. Yeah. It was all completely natural reaction. Now, granted, I hated that movie, <laughs> but I liked the aspect of. That's what they did to get natural reaction. I can understand that um, to a certain extent, but again, like I don't think it's something that should be used to kid, like as for children, and maybe not single out one person from the entire cast and completely well, no, obliterate their psyche for the sake of a yeah. film. Like, but I mean, even maybe even the, stream- the people, maybe I'm thinking from from the Blair Witch Project, maybe knew a little bit of what they were signing up for. They knew they signed they up for a horror movie, up, but they exactly. didn't know what was going to happen to them when they were in the woods. They sure. knew stuff was going to happen. But it was done they with didn't their know consent. when, they didn't yeah. know where, and it was done with their consent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the biggest factor that's, that's, in that. That's but I mean, even in, even in Stranger Things Season 2, and it's not really a plot spoiler at all, but there's a scene, and it might even happen in the first episode, um, when the boys are trick-or-treating. I don't know if that's the first episode. It might be the second, second episode. Second. So, um, it's not really a, a plot device. I don't really spoil it anymore. I won't say that. I won't say that. <laughs> that's okay. But there's a scene when Max meets up with the boys, mm-hmm. um, and there's a show, there's actually an after show for Stranger Things called Beyond Stranger Things on Netflix that I started watching a couple episodes into it. Seven episodes. Uh, nine episodes of Stranger Things, seven more episodes of Beyond. And they actually said that the scene where Max jumps out and scares the boys, the boys had no idea that was her. Oh, really? He did that to get a, the Duffer Brothers did that to get a natural reaction out of the kids. Nice. Which I thought was great. That's a pretty mild one that I think I could forget. No, yeah, it's another kid scary. That's not locking kids. somebody in a room with live yeah. birds for hours yeah. at a time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a hard edge <laughs> and a difference on that one. So A bit. All right. Um, you know what? How about this? Uh, does anybody else have other other ones, too, for their hard limits in horror before we... I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll um, get into the rest of this episode. Yeah, so. okay. All right, cool. All right. Well, uh, with that, um, give us a few moments, and we will be right back. Calling one and all tonight. It's hopping at the hall tonight. Dropping at the hall tonight. Disney's Halloween treat. Creatures on the prowl tonight. Features fair and foul tonight. They'll meet you there to howl tonight. At Disney's Halloween treat. And we're back. Um, so one of the things that we obviously want to continue our horror conversation with is... Uh, as far as, is it the reveal or is it the su- suspense of horror that is the better ingredient of what makes a good horror film? Um, and I think that's kind of a, it, it's an interesting way to view it because the suspense, is it the buildup or is it the actual, is it is it the exclamation point at the end of it? That's the better part. Because we talk about the jump scares and, you know, it's, sure. is it the music that's the buildup to it that gets you on your edge? Or is it the adrenaline rush that comes crashing down at the end? Uh, I would say suspense. The suspense for me does it because you're like, that. <sighs> and then sometimes when you actually see that other shoe fall or whatever, it can sometimes be a bit of a letdown. So for yeah. me, like the suspense part of it is really like the, that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, is going to be kind of a short part well, of this watched, conversation. Because um, we just watched the, I mean, we watched the original thing, and we just watched the remake uh, this past weekend. And, um, or no, the prequel. The prequel, yeah. So they're both the, not the thing. Which is <laughs> bad <laughs> marketing. Confusing, yeah. But um, I have to say, like, in the original thing, I thought that was creepier, and you don't see the monster as much. No. It's, it's more in the shadows. It's more, and the, the suspense of it and not actually seeing the things. Like that, and like just that ticking bomb feeling where it's like, who is who around us is one of these? Like mm-hmm. that was a really slow start, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like but the suspense CGI fest. You're like, yeah. oh, it hurts the suspense so in the original is what sold it so much, and like the second one was interesting, but it wasn't as good. Um, that's basically how they did it in Jaws too. Now mainly it was because yeah. the shark wasn't finished during most of the filming of the movie. But... Bruce wasn't done yet. Yes, <laughs> it's like sorry, he's still broken. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the whole, you know, seeing the person get tugged and then pulled under the, uh-huh. the depths and you just and see the blood bubble that. up and whatnot, that, that's way scarier. I've noticed that this is a theme when it comes to, like, remakes of older movies. So, yeah. one of my favorite movies, black and white, is The Haunting of Hill House. <gasps> yes! Where you okay. don't see, I think it's, I can't remember if it's The Haunting it's or Haunting, but it's, it, but it's, it, maybe I'm thinking the wrong one. It's, it's the one where you don't know if she, if the house is really haunted or if she is just insane, like, she sees the door bowing. Um, is it the Vincent Price movie? It's yes. not the Vincent Price. No, that's Price. the haunting. That's the okay. So this is well, the no. Wait, well, House on Haunted Hill was Vincent House on Haunted Hill was Vincent that's Price. Right. Yes. That's yes. the one. Yeah. So this is the the, the, haunting, is the haunting. The haunting. The and haunting. Then they remade it was with Liam Neeson, yeah. and this and that was the haunting of Hill House, I believe. No, was, they just recalled it the haunting. Oh, this recalled the haunting. That was it. Was so, Liam Neeson? I think Catherine Zeta Jones wasn't. Yes. It? Yes. yes. And Lily Little. Oh, I can't remember her name, but then Owen Wilson. Yeah, oh God, Owen Wilson. And yeah, that was the haunting. Okay, so that for the first one, he's black and white. You don't know if she's, you know, really seeing these things happening. And then they redid it and added all the CGI where you're seeing, like, the creepy angels are turning and looking at her and stuff. And so you then know, oh, okay, this place is really haunted. It's not just her. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed that it seems like for good suspense, you kind of have to go to the older movies minimalistic. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, very minimalistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's when, when they have, when they're forced to be more creative with things. I mean, like, honestly, you, you mentioned Jaws and one of the most iconic sequences is the very beginning of that movie, you know, with that first girl that that dies. And it's, you know, they didn't have a shark that worked. It was supposed to be a sequence with that. So they put rope around her and they had, you know, PAs on one side of the beach and PAs on the other side running in opposite directions. <laughs> and they didn't realize at the time when they shot this that when they were doing that because of how hard they were pulling, they were hurting her and she was Aww. screaming. And she was like, but they had no idea because, you know, this was... a Spielberg's second film he's ever done. Yeah. The actress was gave a performance like that beforehand in their practice, so they didn't realize. And she was like, "Crap, stop! Let this finish." And, you know, Aww. but the, you know, the, it's those things that you just don't think about. But yeah. when you're forced to be creative, you get up this amazing sequence out of it. When you you look at it, though, it's it's crazy to think about, though. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends. Uh, we talked about Scream earlier, mm-hmm. and I think the suspense was great. But that reveal of, I'm spoiling this movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're past the two-week yeah, marker yeah. of a 1992 <laughs> we're, film. We're past the point of spoilers. God, was that 1992? Yeah. I thought it was 95. No. No, 95 or 96. Uh, uh, we're all I checking our phones. Who's got best Google food? We uh, I was in, uh, you know what? I was in eighth 
or ninth grade, and I want to say I was in eighth when that. Nineteen ninety six. I remember because I was ninth a sophomore grade. in high school, and everyone's like, "You look like that girl from Scream." Yeah. So ninth uh, grade, I was in ninth grade. So. But the reveal of those of the killers was fantastic. If you had, yeah. If you had had a bad reveal after all that suspense, yeah. Even the, the, the suspense would have just been you know, pointless. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you could. You know, and then sometimes the suspense builds up to that jump scare, and then there's the cat. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that sometimes yeah. the reveal is just kind of like, man. Yeah. But it's it, it's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of, of horror films. You need the suspense and the reveal to equal out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think if the reveal is done right, the reveal will always win out over the suspense. But the reveal has to be done right. And uh, so many movies yeah, screw right. up the reveal. I disagree. Yeah. I can watch like all suspense and then have it be a cat. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, I'll, you get see, amped up, I'll see, get amped up and I'll be like, oh, kitty. To me, that ruins the suspense. If the suspense is great leading up to this great moment and the moment sucks, yeah. it ruins everything before it. Well, here's a, because we'll use the cat analogy again in this, <laughs> because I think it's actually a really good one for horror. Sure. Um, so... You have this suspense build up, but when that cat jumps out, your adrenaline still spikes. Yep. And then you have a second moment when you have your, usually an actual reveal less than a minute later. So you kind of get a, a, a two for at that point. Like mm-hmm. the, you have the suspense, but your suspense is gone. So when that other one hits, then it's just a reveal mm-hmm. without a suspense build. What's better than in that situation? Is it the adrenaline spike you get? Or is it that quick spike that you get? Like the build-up with the cat sequence jumping out at the end? Or is it the, oh no, the monster's actually really there? In that case... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say you could probably only do that once. If I've got an entire movie of suspense, cat, beep, 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 monster then I'm out Yeah. Uh, after the third time you've done it. Um, That's just a poorly yeah. done movie then. Actually, <laughs> there's some really interesting parallels with writing er- like writing horror and writing erotica. Because... <laughs> where are you going with this? Oh, I, I know exactly where you're going. I want to hear it. How do you not know where I'm going with this? <laughs> because... Oh, do, do we need, need to explain this to you? <laughs> yeah, I know. You need the build, build, build. Because with erotica, you need the foreplay. You need the foreplay. You need the build up towards the climax. Because if there is no build up and you just bam climax, bam orgasm, it's no. It, it becomes d- just porn. It, well, no, it's well, just not. not it's just not interesting. Yeah, it's not good writing. It's not. You don't get wrapped up in it. This is. It is the necessary combination. You know. So for horror, you do need that suspense to reveal. Um, and just like with erotica, you need the amp up and then the climax. Mm-hmm. You're kind of right, because work. if, if take using Scream again as an example, if Matthew Lillard just came out at the end and said, hi, I'm the killer, there's yeah. really no, <laughs> nothing <laughs> to that. And Sweet Ulrich says, like, I helped. Like, there's really nothing to that. Spoiler alert. There's nothing, there's really nothing to that. It's not as big of a reveal anymore. Well, it's so funny because I just watched that scene, like, just before we got here. But it's that moment of build up, build up, killers outside, and then he flips. And it's, we all go a little mad sometimes. And it's that creepy, it's not overacted, it's that wonderful moment. So good. Feeling a little woozy Oh, Jesus, you got me too deep, man. God, Matthew Lillard, I miss him. He's I feel like that movie, like this, the first Scream movie was 
it was almost like the rebirth of horror in the nineties. Yeah, it was because it was they like, had yeah. gone so far with like you know the th- the Friday the Thirteenth and the you know oh Freddy Krueger, <laughs> yeah. and it was like it was so campy. And that movie just really took it and like kind of played up the campiness, but really made it fucking scary again. Mm-hmm. And it brought the slasher back in a big, yeah. big, huge way. And then we yeah. got like I know what you did last summer, which was uh, okay. It was, it was okay. okay. Urban Legends. Legend. Yeah. Honestly, Urban Legends. Final Destination. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great one. Final Destination. Oh yeah. Thirteen Ghosts. Speaking of Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. Thirteen. I Ghosts. like Thirteen I Ghosts. Ghosts. Oh, it's so, so good. He. I mean, he has two really strong horror. <laughs> I can. Uh, every and time then he's got Scooby Doo. Oh, <laughs> well, no, he's been perfect. No, but every time somebody brings up Thirteen Ghosts, I go of Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That was that old I know. With Vincent Price, which was amazing. No, but to come back on the trope, though, that's another idea of the know-it-all trope, but the one who's actually right and the one who actually can see everything. But mm-hmm. because Matthew Lillard, there's two oh, okay. know-it-all yes. tropes. So the guy, the person who thinks he knows it all and is totally wrong and is going to die, yeah. and then there's Matthew Lillard, Which is who why. does know it all, who can see everything. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I say he's the example of the good way to do that trope. Yeah. But then they went to the other side and made it bad. Can I can I tell you my favorite example of the know-it-all trope? Sure. The grandpa from the Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. oh the best the, line of that the movie. entire movie. One thing about Santa Clara, I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. vampires. Pop soda drinks it. Like, he knew the entire time. That's why he's building the fence out of stakes. And I love it. He just drives through when everything is just going tits up. And the stakes come plowing through the window. And it's just him just nonchalantly walking in. Grabs his root beer from his his shelf. His special shelf. That's another one. That's where I keep my cold root beers. that That is my guilty pleasure. Absolute favorite horror movie for him and the Frog Brothers. Because again, they're the know-it-all kids who think they know everything about fighting vampires and really they're just as fucked as everybody else until yeah. Grandpa comes along. Yeah, It's amazing. Kiefer went it's from so a vampire bad. to president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I think I think that we, we've laid that to rest. I think it's it's the truth is because like the, the suspense reveal, I think you actually really need to have both. I I, I think no. yes, the suspense can be fun, but if the reveal sucks, it really kills the the suspense. I think it kills the suspense part. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, having those build up moments are really really great. But yeah, it's yeah, I'm, I think I'm right there. But I do understand what what Cat was saying is the suspense moments are the best part because that's what gets your blood pumping and gets ready. But if again, if it's Cat, another Cat. Another cat. What's up with this damn cat? <laughs> then you're like, I don't care anymore in the movie. But then you're surrounded by kittens. So it's yeah, okay. but the third, but the third time that it's that same cat. But it's I'm a horror movie, so the kittens outside. actually attack you and kill you. Actually, no. Here's a good question, though. On this, though, what if it it is that, and then it builds up a fourth time, and it's something completely different and horrifying? Does it? Do you go from no, killing it? Completely at that point, or does it completely flip on you at that? No, time? because I'm not watching at that point. <laughs> after the second, after the third time that it's build up, build up, build up, can't <laughs> I'm out. We're I'm going, no longer lo- watching for build up, build up, build up. So something else. I would give it a whole movie, and I okay. if they, if if they did that where they like did, broke the rule of three and gave it to the fourth one and then did end up shoehorning that in, that would be awesome. Hey, we I would probably of, keep it with that too. Yeah, we, hey, yeah. we watched all of Cheerleaders Must Die, and I got through that movie. I'm, I'm amazed on that. <laughs> oh, God, I want to write horrible. a story that's called Build Up, Build, build Up, Build Up, build up, build up, up yeah. Dot 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 Cat. <laughs> Honestly, as somebody, uh, you know, one of my major hobbies, and many of the people here, except I don't know that you LARP, but many of the people here I know from LARPing in different gaming circles and that sort of thing, but um, 
you know, if you have a storyteller that you, they, they throw out, you know, they cast a wide net for their plots. And they have, okay, this is actual plot, this is actual plot, these four are red herring. And you're one of the players that follows the red herring plot. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you end up with, like, spiders or, you know, spalligators or something mm-hmm. like that in the, in the sewers <laughs> or something. Um, you might be a little disappointed if you followed the red herring plot twice in the same game. But if they catch you on that third one and you actually get the big bad or something, that's that's they're all three of them are going to yeah. be great stories to tell. So honestly, I would stick it out if the movie gave me you know build up, build up, build up cat twice, and then the third time gave me like an actual like an actual reveal. I would First time out. cat, awesome. second time cat, third time cat, fourth time rip torn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still disappointed. First time red herring, second time. <laughs> Cockroaches, third time, actual bad guy. I thought you were going to go, build up, build up, build up, cat, build up, build up, build up, cat, build up, build up, build up, cat, build up, build up, build up, dog. And I'm like, I didn't see that coming. That's the brilliance of my story, build up, build up, build up, dot, 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 cat. There's no cat in the story at all. Now we just need to have a caffeine crew meme of like, build up, build up, build up, cat. Build up, cat. And it's just, it's just all of us playing with giant Legos. In the yes. Yeah. <laughs> build up, build up, and blocks. So yeah. I, have, I have giant Legos. <laughs> I'm just saying, we could make this happen. <laughs> all right. So before we get into the topic I'm most ready to discuss, because it's the one that TJ brought up, we've done it in the past, but I don't think we did it as a horror. I can't remember if we did or not, but... I don't think we have. But oh, we'll get back to this. So, um, so Better not be mine. I hope it's not me. <laughs> so... What classic monster does everybody here think they actually can survive an encounter with? Chucky. Well, like, let's get into this. Freaking doll. This is what I thought we were doing. Well, let's let's really get into this. Not just boom, go. I mean, like. (laughs) No, actually, Chucky is a a joke answer to that because I I actually think in the Child's Play movies, I actually do think there's a brilliance to Chucky. I mean, bear in mind, you can't make this this simplistic. Like. This is a horrific situation. Which one of these characters do you think you can get out of? Like, whether it's, you know... But transport yourself back to the timelines of these films. So, I guess I have some questions about their limitations sure. and or... Okay. I don't... Like, I'm kind of fuzzy on some of this stuff. So, okay. like... Because I've never actually seen the original um, Friday the 13th. Like, can but he... But you've seen a Jason movie. Sure, yeah. Well, the first one isn't But I've seen, like, Jason, Jason X. Like, Jason in space. Like, they, again, the rules are all wonky at that point. So, But you saw the reboot of Friday I did. But then which monster oh, sorry, changed? Sorry, mm-hmm. So, like, with him, is he just, like, chilling in that area? Or will he just keep pursuing you? Okay, um... Do you see my point? Like, let's, let's think of it If I just way. have to run and keep running until I leave the fucking woods, then that's the one I'm going to All the bad things that happen in horror movies are going to happen to you. That bridge is going to be out. You have no cell phone. Then I'll the, the car keys... <laughs> Doesn't matter where you go, he's going to, to find a way. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, the especially point is, if you go to Manhattan. But like the he's point. Only really on a <laughs> yeah, sorry. But that's my point. Is no, like the mainland. The thing is, like, if you're going to be I defeating him, he has to have parameters, right? So the problem is, like, you can't just say, okay, well, Jason's going to keep coming for you forever. Because is he not, like, he would be targeting that area, not just you specifically. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's view it this way is the best way that we can tighten this up. It is one night, and it is a night of hell. Pretty much, you are screwed. You sure. have no way out. You have to make it to morning. Think of the traditional slasher trope of being the predestined. You are the last one surviving. Okay. 
how which character do you think you can become the predestined to in a group of people? And I think you have to put yourself but in the environment that right. You have to put yourself in the environment that they are in. To. If you're, if you're going against Jason, you're, you're a camp, camp crystal lake. lake. Sure. If you're I going against Freddy Krueger, you are asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can walk and run for a long time. I'm going with that because I'll just keep going and leave. Well, like, okay. But like, I'll put if I'll put it this way, I wouldn't survive a nightmare on Elm Street because I would fall asleep because I fall asleep at the drop of a hat. Okay. So I would be fucked. Well, let like, me finish this statement on okay. how this functions because surviving this means you're the one that puts this, you know, this slash this monster down. You have to survive the night by taking them down. You were the last girl. I know. Think of this I'm, as the toe-to-toe. You have to survive But this. I'm saying, like, You can't just, to. like, hey, it's dawn and I'm going to drive away. Yes, but you're putting this on us, so we are not following dum-dum, okay. like, you know, I, I agree with TJ on this, where sometimes they can do smarter things. Well, if you're going to put me in it, I'm going to operate like me in it. And so I'm not going to go, yeah, I'm going to go grab a machete and go, no, I don't fucking know how to use a machete. I would probably hurt myself. Like, that's just not a good plan. I'm going so, to like, keep running until I get to a police station. <laughs> that's and exactly the what I would pack. do, is the point. Like, they are armed. They have the ability to help me. So you just keep running until you find that help. And you just, you know, watch yourself, keep your stamina. And then it turns into a survival thing at that point until you find. Because at this point, like, also, we live in an era of, like, you know... Yes, say we're out in the middle of the woods or whatever. You can still find your way to places. Like, Camp Crystal Lake, I don't know how far things are out from there. But, you know, regardless. It's like, smack dab in the middle of the I, woods. I think yeah. you're putting a little too much thought into yeah. this. you got to think of it more basic. Like, it, it, you do. You Think of yourself as if you're in that movie. The environment yeah, outside of that. Yeah, then I'm going to keep running until I'm with you, Jill. But the, but the environment outside of that movie does not exist to you. Think about the movie yeah. Final Girls. That we just watched. Think of it as if you run out of sequence, you're just going to circle back into that sequence yeah. again. The outside world does not exist. You are in that movie environment. And even if you would try to leave, something would happen that would impede you from leaving. Or think Cabin well, of then, the Woods. Which one yeah. of us is actually going to fucking survive is my point. Like, none of there us are There are always survivors in, the, in every horror movie. There are, but it's so usually horror, like horror, arbitrary horror. or... It's not which one do you think you could survive. It's which one do you think you could beat. Yeah, it's think of it that way. The encounter. But my point is, in beating some of these, it's a matter of. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, if you have like, oh, well, he's you know Mike Myers. Like, well, there's not really. Well, then don't much. pick him to go toe to toe with. That's fair. <laughs> but that's but, my point. With some like, of them, there's just enough, like, like not. He, he brought him up them. as a joke, but Chucky. We could beat Chucky. How, how do I know? Well, I'm pretty sure I can punt a Cabbage Patch doll <laughs> pretty far. Good guy doll. Take it snipe away. Um, I'm pretty sure I can punt lock that thing. Lock it in the thing. closet. Yeah, lock yeah. it in the closet. Put a chair in front. I, I don't know. Put a big box in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're also thinking of this too, though, also as classic slashers only. I mean, like when I think of a... A classic monster, though, too. There's Dracula, the mummy. Uh, See, that's what I thought that we were going up against. Oh, yeah, like Godzilla, you know, King Kong. All these are classic horror monsters. I mean, like... Zombies I would outrun. You know, all these things. they're the really slow ones, that's fine. Okay, the 28 Days Later. They're not zombies. Not those. Oh, sorry. (laughs) They're infected with rage. I'm a zombie zombie purist. They're not zombies. Fair enough. I didn't know the parameters of zombieing. They're, they're zombies. No, they're not. They're still alive. They're not dead. They went to go for a walk. 
Yeah. And that did yet. They did want to go in the house. I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll see you next week. All right. Well, let's start with the cat. Why would you start with the cat? No. Uh, TJ, we're going to start with start this whole Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was teasing. <laughs> so th- th- there's... If we go with the classic movie monster, then I think I could probably beat Dracula because it's a matter of not being an idiot and going into his lair at night. It's going to his house, setting it on fire at noon, standing outside with a shotgun, shooting whatever comes out. Uh, So, John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is a very underrated movie. It really is. Uh, If you go with like a slasher type movie, I think I could take Freddy because I am the nightmare. No. <laughs> no, because I have a lot of willpower and, you know, that's what dreams are. It's a matter of exercising your will over the dreams and once you figure out it's your dream. It didn't yeah. work out too well for most of the dream warriors. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I but you are really the survivor. We're the who do you think you can I take? Like how good oh, are yeah. you at staying yeah. awake so, is really how you survive. Or, or I could just move off of Elm Street. I mean that's another way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because apparently he only stays in the later the- movies <laughs> that does not happen. that yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Oddly enough, I'd go for the same ones as TJ. Um, although, honestly, I think if I, I ran into Dracula at night, we would just have lots of discussion about fashion because, boy, man, he has, he can dress. Dracula, <laughs> Dracula has some clothes. I mean, if I ran into Gary Oldman, Aww. the Gary Oldman version of Dracula on the street in the top hat and the little glasses, I'd be like, oh my God, who does your hair? Let's sit down. We're going to talk about all these things. And we would probably totally charm each other. And I would either become a vampire and like live beautiful <laughs> and drinking blood for the rest of my life. Um, or... You know, eventually I would just drag him out into the sun and watch him turn to ash. But, um, and then I take his really awesome clothes. Know what you do? You go over to his house and you find out what is the girl that he's infatuated with. And be like, I'm going to style myself Elizabeth. to look like this. I already do. So <laughs> <So>. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, w- I would probably go with Dracula. And also, if you haven't seen the movie, What We Do in the Dark. Yes. What We Do in Shadows. Shadows. Oh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, so that, that movie is just... And they're developing it into a TV show. Uh, yes, I can't wait. Um, so that I would probably go with Dracula for my classic movie monster. And um, honestly, I'm an insomniac. So Nightmare on Elm Street. Sor- sorry, Freddie. I don't <laughs> sleep. You, you got nothing on me. There's, there's no sleeping that happens. I would go against Dracula if it was the Leslie Nielsen version of Dracula. <laughs> or Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Now, I think classic, I would go against The Mummy, just because it's a dead, rotting corpse. I mean, you, can, you can pretty yeah, much knock it much. over and burn it. It's slow shambles. It's, it's, yeah. Um, or you, you attach one end of it to an arrow, stick it to a tree, and drive away. Mm-hmm. Monster Squad. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt like I had to say it because all yes. of you look clueless. No, I think modern day, it'd be tough. I, does the Scream franchise count? Because they're human. Yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah. they're humans. I mean, I think once you figure out who they are, if they haven't killed you already, a simple bullet can can solve your problem. Or sure, yeah. Push them down a step or push them off a cliff or uh, shoot them in the head, whatever. It, you know, it doesn't matter. But if I had to go actual supernatural, um, I think Leprechaun. Because all you really got to do is just solve the riddle before he gets you with it. Yeah, with the screen guys, as long as you don't crawl out of a doggy door in a garage with a garage door opener, I think you're pretty good. Or say, I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah. 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 I'll be right back. I know, that's one of those 
tropes. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that and the virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Erin. Um, I think for my classic horror uh, is uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Like Ooh, the old no. school Lon Chaney. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. um, I'm pretty sure I could make my way out of that opera house and get the hell away from there. <laughs> so you wouldn't be the singing your angel of music? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you give that a thought? Yeah, so I'm going to go with um, the vampire neighbor from Fright Night. I can take that. Okay. Good, yeah. oh, which, like, which version? Which, the, the, Colin, the new one. Yeah, okay. the Colin Farrell one. Colin with, Farrell. Um, what's it? Anton Yelchin. Yes. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. like, that, he was, like, an average kid, you know? Like, a lot of the situations he got in, like, they made sense to me. No, I mean, the original was such a shit show. But like, <laughs> the original was so bad. <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> Um, well, the original, like, you were rooting for the bad guy because the characters were so annoying. <laughs> and you get to go hang out, and you and David Tennant get to do all the dirty work together. So, ta-da! So, I think if I were to do that one, I'd be like, Pen, tell her? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, for me, this is a really hard one. I actually was thinking about this since this came up. Um, for a classic monster, I think I would try to survive an encounter with, I think I'd love to just do like a kaiju, like. Godzilla or King Kong taking over a city, that could just be so just intense. Because, like, you think of, like, Cloverfield and such when they you saw it as a realistic version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at that point, it's kind of like a zombie film. It's surviving the stupidity of other people. Um, but I would love to see, uh, like, that Godzilla-esque and being a part of trying to go through that. I think that would be, be an awesome experience. Just, just... A thing I could totally see you as the Ron Perlman character from uh, from Pacific Pacific Rim, <laughs> like cool cool crushed velvet suit and neat shoes and all, like uh, selling kaiju parts on the black market. There like, you that go. Would totally be you. <laughs> Make my way through it by selling bootleg black, uh, you know, like you know, what black market said? merchandise. Yeah. It's funny because you would be the Ron Perlman character. I would be the uh, the Charlie Day character. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that would just be a, that would just be I think just like, the most interesting to go through because like there's always the classic type, but I mean like that it's like you know it's usually stay alive until the military shows up, um, don't do something stupid, but at the same time watch for falling debris, just look up every once in a while <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you might be okay. Yeah, and then sell it on the black market. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the difference between like you know an old school kaiju and then like, Godzilla and then Cloverfield is you know the little baby aliens running around too. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. So that's, I think that's probably honestly I'd probably go classic Godzilla because I think that would be the most interesting. Yeah. Um, you like know, from a safe distance. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> They're like, no, it's like it's in New York, so I, I'm watching this from the, in, from across the river somewhere in, in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 I experienced it. I watched it on TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would say if you have to, based on my own logic, though, if you had to be in it, though, I think that would be one where I think you have enough gumshoe and intelligence where you're like, where is it? Oh, I can see it. Wherever I look, because I'm just it's gonna huge. try to go the opposite direction. <laughs> but if you go the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, you can't always. That's see not it. a Godzilla movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> even, People say it is. <laughs> and even Cloverfield, every once in a while, they lose the monster because you know you could tell because they had the handy cam. Oh, pointed over here, going, "Where's the monster?" <laughs> <laughs> That's All a right. trope that I want to die, is the handy cam. Um, yeah. 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 The, 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 the shaky cam. The shaky cam, hand yeah. cam. And shaky cam like... in fight scenes in regular movies, where they don't oh, have yeah. shaky cam until there's a battle sequence. <laughs> and then it's like, shaky cam. And I'm like, I'm going to be sick now. Thanks. Oh. 
if you still owe me two, two and a half hours for that damn movie. <laughs> Cloverfield. Cloverfield was okay. However, 10 Cloverfield Lane was amazing. I haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, Cloverfield was... Was it filmed on a cell phone? What, 10 Cloverfield Lane? No. <laughs> yeah. It was I actually, actually filmed with cameras. I, honestly, I get motion sick, so I can't watch it. It's not, like it's not a shaky cameras. cam at all. It's a yeah. legit yeah. movie. And I know it's going off topic, but the, the absolute brilliance of, of 10 Cloverfield Lane was the fact that nobody knew he was making it. <laughs> the only people who knew he was making that movie were the people in the movie. And it's three cast members. It's John Goodman, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and I forget the guy that's in it. There's like one or two side characters too, but literally they showed, they, they debuted the trailer about three weeks before the movie came out. And everybody was like, what? Yeah, everybody was like, what is this? Oh, wow. Is this a sequel to Cloverfield? And it's connected to the universe without being directly connected to the universe. Yeah. And it's cool. it's brilliant. Cool. It's so good. Um, all right. So the one I've been waiting to talk about tonight is, I think, the one we'll have the most fun with. And I have a little bonus topic that's outside of horror films, but um, at least if it's very connected so to, to our oh, Halloween oh. discussions tonight. As now, what is a non-horror film you would turn into a horror film? And how would you do it? That's the important part. And if we want to extrapolate on this a little bit more, I know some people may already have a cast in mind. Doesn't mean everybody needs to. But uh, does anybody have one already in their their thought process and just wants to go? All right, I don't. It's kind of a cheat because it's based on a book series. Mm-hmm. But the Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah. If you that turn it, uh, if anybody's ever read the Dorothy uh, Must Die, I haven't, but I want to. Yeah, Wicked Will Rise. Going. The turn they have on how twisted the Oz really is, and that things aren't always what they seem. Glinda yeah. the Good isn't really Glinda the Good. She's yes. actually wearing this like perma smile that's, oh, that's degrading so her face creepy. at all times. It's I would Once love. It to, yeah, 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 it's actually if, if the book series is amazing. It's mm-hmm. um, I think it's right now three books and then uh, a couple of like like small novellas. Yeah. Um, but it's the whole idea that Dorothy comes back into Oz and realizes Oz is twisted as hell. Um, I would lo- I would just love to see that because I think this idea, like, I mean, in the end, you kind of see it in Return to Oz. I was, I was just thinking that, about that movie. You know, like, and you could, you Princess know. Mommy? Oh. Yeah, Princess oh. Mommy. That creeped me out as a kid. That, that movie kind of was a horror movie when we were kids. Oh, God, the friggin' Wheelers? The Wheelers, yeah, yeah. And the it's... fact that she goes through electroshock therapy uh-huh. in the very first sequence mm-hmm. of that movie, yeah. It's super fun. So, so totally creepy. But if you if you look at the original movie that's so happy and so colorful and this, like, beacon of, like, there's no place like home and stuff, and then just turn it a little on its side to be yeah. a little bit maybe more like uh, Return to Oz. I would yeah, love to at, see that like as a, a pure horror movie. A creepy Alice in Wonderland kind of thing, too. Well, Alice in be, Wonderland yeah. originally was, was kind of demented. Yeah. Yes. You look at the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter was a lunatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, for anybody that lives in the Philadelphia area, uh, just go to uh, the Mutter Museum. The, mm-hmm. When you first walk in there, there's a huge display all about Alice in Wonderland and how it was basically one long ether trip. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of the things in there were really interesting on why the phrase mad as a hatter. Like, when I got to read those for the first time, I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. Well, weren't hatters, didn't they go crazy for mercury poisoning? Yeah, because it was in the it was in the threads in a lot of the things that they yeah. used. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until we yeah, recently went to the Mother Museum for the first time. So, that was the reasoning on them. So, yeah. That would be, yeah. Uh... Um, so, like, as far as that, you know, like, would you go... More along the lines of like the Return to Oz, or would you stick it with just the original story and just kind of let it go from there as a series, or what? 
I think, you know what, I think I would like to stick it as the original story. But then maybe, you know, Dorothy kills someone. Mm-hmm. As soon as she gets in Oz, her first action in Oz is killing someone who's obviously not that good. Yeah. So we are told. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if you're looking at it from this, the, you know, the point of view of the Wicked Witch of the East, she is good and, you know, just and rules these people. Dorothy kills her immediately, mm-hmm. you yep. know, so maybe looking at, you know, I mean, like, even like there's Wicked where you're looking yeah. at it from just like one other the person's point of view, yeah. it might be a little bit more horrific than the original movie is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who was ready? Um, Deej. So, so I've got two, the, the twist. Start of, off with your first and then we'll come back. Yeah. Around. Okay. So we've got um, time. The first one is, um, I turned Superman into a horror movie. All right, I see where your joke is about to land, but go ahead. No, 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 seriously. No, no, seriously. <laughs> Giant spider. No. Polar bears. <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> no, you don't, but you just don't tell it from the point of view of Superman. You tell it from the point of view of Lex Luthor. Nice. Okay. The shut, uh, a billionaire who's now prepping for an alien invasion. The entire movie is him defeating defeating people who have been sent by the uh alien overlord <laughs> okay so it the it really it's cops it's other hero types um but so that way you have like the the, the scary stormtrooper looking guys but it's swamp guys and it's all in the it's on the twisted mind of lex and the final scene is Superman is the iconic Superman mm-hmm. coming through the wall to get Lex Luthor. And that's where yeah. the movie ends. And if you don't say any names, you just see the wall bust through with this person charging at the screen and it just credits. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, in, in the entire thing, if you never say Lex Luthor's name, okay, um, then it just looks like this one guy fighting against the alien overlord and his minions. And when, and then you see the iconic Superman come through the wall, and as the, the movie ends, it's pulling out, and you see it's the LexCorp building. That's fantastic. That would be really good. So the side note, you would really, really like the movie Megamind for exactly these reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> but it's you twisted so that it looks like um, you know, it looks like one thing, but at the end, you realize, oh my god, I've been following the villain the whole time. Yeah. The twist is Alexa's mom's name is Martha. And yeah. Superman's mom's name is Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Kat, you had your hand up first. So, so um, I was thinking about, like, when I was little, um, Ferngully <laughs> was, like, had the potential to be really creepy because that sludge monster was super duper duper creepy. And um, it, you could do a really fun story by making that into a horror because instead of the, I mean, like, it was already, like, that was the threat to the forest. But, I mean, if you go into, like, deep perspective with these um, characters, like the fairies and their land, and you watch the slow infiltration, it's almost like the never-ending story where, like, the nothing's taking over, you know? And, oh, but that's the thing. Like, that no, that no, was no, mine. It's, it's okay. Because, I'll still go there. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine, because I'm doing a throne belly. Um, but it's applying, like, that idea where it's, like, because that sludge was, like, so pervasive and it could goop through anything and get all over. And it was, like, ter- like getting into trees, but it was so insidious, that crawl, 
that like that you you know if you were in the fairies' mindsets and they're fleeing and like sur- trying to survive, then you get that survival horror element. And you could really twist that into a horror movie. Yeah, this could really work for basically. Any Jim Henson or Muppet movie? Because I'm sorry, if you have like they're already mostly they're already the way horrific. there. So. Um, but I would have to go with Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes, I was when Labyrinth. you said that I was going to say either that or Dark Crystal. Oh, Dark, Dark Crystal was already too. basically yeah. a horror movie to me when I was yeah. three. Yeah. I saw that movie for That's the first totally time. Fair. Same thing with the uh, with the uh, Neverending Story. I saw the movie when I was four years old Ooh. at my church-run preschool. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, because I thought it was a fun kids movie. And we're like, nothing's going to come and get us and giant wolves and giant <laughs> We were three. Um, but yeah, Labyrinth. Because, I mean, you have this super creepy ultimate bad guy, the, you know, the Goblin King Jareth. And, I mean, the goblins that they had in that movie were meant to be a little bit goofy. But you take some still shots of that's some Brian Froud kind of level shit there and it's creepy as fuck mm-hmm. um some of those some of those goblins and stuff when they're not making them look all like goofball mm-hmm. they are really creepy and you add in the element of you add in some horror and some like suspense and there are a, a couple like baby jump scares in that like the uh the the trash woman mm-hmm. who had oh, all the stuff God, built up yeah. on her that scene is creepy as hell mm-hmm. and then and you add in maybe just a little bit more of like a as much as i don't like gore but you could add in a little bit of like gore horror element to into that Real easy. And it would just turn that whole universe just needs like a quarter turn to the left and you have a horror film right there. Well, and the baby abduction element of it too. If yes. You just, like if it turned into like children are disappearing yep. and then all of a sudden they're getting well, transported. I'm sure you've probably read now. the fan theory that Jareth, you might not have, no. but this is actually one of my favorite Labyrinth fan theories and you know it, Aaron. I know you do. <laughs> but um, so Jareth has been, he is older than time. And the first... The first woman, the first girl that ever escaped him, his first love was named Sarah. Okay. And so throughout the centuries that he has been building and building and building this labyrinth and building this empire in the Goblin Kingdom, every time he he gets obsessed with a mortal girl named Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. And just so happens that she has a little baby brother, a little baby sibling or something like that, that she's, you know, the story in the beginning of that she's always has, always has to stay home and take care of the screaming baby. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so what does he do? I wish the Goblin King would take this child far, far away from me. He goes and he steals the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, what, ha- what do you think has, happens to all the babies that the Sarahs were not successful in finding? They become, they become the goblins. Mm-hmm. She's the first one that successfully navigates the entire labyrinth to get her baby brother back. That's and that's really why the world shatters up. around him. Okay. Yeah, That's that so fucked up. Of course, her name is Sarah. They were all named Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna go now. While I have it in my mind, though, still is. Um, so I said never-ending story, but the sure. way I would do is something similar to what you know you mentioned with you know Fern Gully and what TJ mentioned with kind of doing it from another angle, but kind of making it a survival piece. And you're just in one of these random lands, and mm-hmm. you're seeing the world that's faded into darkness. Think kind of like the mist. Um, and as it's happening, things are just, you know, it's a fantasy world, you know, it's think like kind of like a Tolkien-esque, but it's a little bit more high class where it's got that look of, uh, think of kind of like the elves, but like more of a modern day city feel. Mm-hmm. And you're watching their world crumble apart. They don't know why people falling due to illness and all this stuff. And at the end, you realize it's the nothing. And it was just one of the lands destroyed by the nothing. Yeah. And it's like, it's just this big survival like where you're like, what is this plagues and what's going on here? But then you have it tied together at the end. 
And then you maybe do something at the last moment where the world starts rebuilding and you see Falcor or something like that. But, like, you bring that, like, hard elements to it, you know? Well, that's almost what kind of um, changes it from horror to fantasy, too. Like, because a lot of um, fantasy, sci-fi, things like that take elements of horror. Speculative, because they're all under the speculative fiction genre. I mean, like, they tend to take from things. But it's the endings that really capitulate, like, what the whole thing is. Because, like... You know, with a fairy tale, for example, so like never ending story could have easily turned into a horror. <laughs> like right. if they had just let like so in a horror movie, you know, you might have had like one survival left, but then but there's that bleak ending where you don't know if he's gonna live or not and blah yeah. blah blah. But like what makes it a fairy tale versus a horror is right. the happy ending. Or you know, the world ultimately gets destroyed as they're trying to find a way to stop this at the end of it when it does the book closes and you see the orange on top of the book. <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, that would just be insane. And this really does drive that home really quick. You're like, holy crap, that was Fantasia somewhere. The, the nothing how did, how did is pretty much like, the, the nothing, The nothing, the whole concept of that to me when I saw this movie at four years old was one of my, like, emergent nightmares that's pretty much followed me. Like, And I still love that movie. I love it to pieces. Oh, so good. But just watching that and, you know, just reliving that whole thing of, like, you know, also growing up in the, the you know, growing up in like the tail end of the Cold War where, mm-hmm. you know, nuclear anni- annihilation could just happen mm-hmm. and we could all get annihilated by the nothing. So like that whole concept to me growing up when I was like four and five years old seeing this movie for the first time, definitely spot on. Well, and that yeah. movie was like maybe two or three clicks away from being a full horror movie. Pretty oh, much. yeah. 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 Uh, like the death of our tax. That, that oh, the crippled me. Yeah. The Swamp of Sadness. The Southern Oracle. The, the wolf that's yeah. following Oh mm-hmm. God! Like yep. scared that they gave me nightmares for months. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's so many elements to that movie that if you watch it as an adult, you realize you're like, "What the hell was we thinking?" <laughs> about? <laughs> like the fact that the, the rock monster basically commits suicide yeah. in the movie by just giving himself to the nothing. Um, the the fact of the Southern Oracle that you had mentioned, yeah, when it was a test of his confidence that if you think about it, he failed. Yeah. He didn't pass that test. He just he happened to jump it. out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did not have confidence to pass that test. He just have happened to jump heart. through it. I'm starting to realize heart. my parents are bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> Remember one of the other toys that we used to have as kids? Lawn darts. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I mean, like, also, like, on, on the fact of, uh, you know, on going back to the never-ending story, Sebastian, it was the kid's name, right? Yep. yep. Sebastian and his dad. His dad was a horrible father. Yes. Not to mention the fact did that... Did you recently read this article? I did. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he's locked away in the school overnight. Nobody cares where he is. <laughs> Think about it. They actually... This this was an amazing quick inter, like article. I read mean, the whole article. Was fantastic. And it was If you're trying to say this is a you know, character that kids should connect to. So the kid, you know, Sebastian... He stole the book. He steals the book. Runs away, breaks into the school, steals the keys to the school, skips out of class, is not doing homework. Well, he's thinking about all these little things that he should be doing, or this is a role model character. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible and character. And then when he gets, you know, uh, Falcor, what does he do? 
he goes after the, the bullies and bullies them back. Like, none of this is acceptable behavior by any stretch of the imagination. No, I, I by will tonight. give him one thing. Um, he is also a kid that's going through the throes of mourning because right. you never real like they his mother's not in the picture. They you never know she's died. No. Yep. But you don't know what's happened yeah. to her. Right. And because he like screams her name into the oncoming torrents of rain, you don't actually know what they've named her either. I, I don't know. I still to this day <laughs> do not know what we said. No idea. They're like, I'll give you the most beautiful name. <laughs> but they actually go into that article and talk about how horrible a father because it says you need to get past this like and it's like yeah. all these things the way that it's worded you're like it's oh, horrible wow parenting. this is horrible yeah. horrible parenting like yeah just go and yeah, you your mom died lock, so what? Well. Sorry, somewhere. go lock yourself in an attic in the school and read for a while. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm therapy. not going to check on you. You're fine. You didn't come home today? That's all right, right today. Uh, I'm very excited that nobody took mine because I actually really think that there are already horror... Like some of the other ones we mentioned, there are already some elements of horror to this story. Uh, but uh, with a little oompa... Loompa. Oh, yeah. yeah. Willy Wonka could totally be a horror. Uh, candy can shop I, can, of horrors. Can, can you just say it? Because I'm sure you're thinking of a video that helped lean towards that. There was. There was a video uh, that kind of turned the trailer of Willy Wonka into a horror movie, which kind of... But it made me think, watching that trailer, there's some brilliance to that trailer because there are already natural horror aspects to this movie. Oh, yeah. Just like a horror movie, there are kids getting picked off one by one until there's a final survivor, just like most other horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention the fact that the whole boat scene is already frightening <laughs> enough as it is. And when you read behind the scenes of it, that's legit. They didn't tell those kids, going back to what we were talking about earlier, they didn't tell those kids anything that they were going to be seeing. Oh and it God. scared the crap out of those and kids. And Wilder singing the whole time. And that was, they told him to do that. Like, he was just, it wasn't scripted. He was being just creepy as shit. More childhood traumatic movies. I love this. Again, one that I saw at my Christian preschool. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing is the, the, the video that we were quickly mentioning, go on YouTube. If you've never seen it before, there's a video called Gobstopper. Oh and they have God. Christopher Lloyd playing an evil, demented version. Oh, that's not the one I saw. Of Willy Wonka. Oh, Walker. really? Yeah. I saw, you I need to watch Gobstopper. It, it, oh it's God. honestly a two-minute trailer that they it's people so together cut it together. I think it was College Humor that did it yeah. years and years ago. I saw one where they where they were there was a, a bit for a while where they were taking trailers from one movie and recutting them to yeah. like there's oh, one of yeah. like The Shining that makes it look like a happy family okay. film. There was, the Jaws <laughs> was must love Jaws. Yeah, but there was yeah. one of Willy yeah. Wonka that turns it into a horror and. That's, that's what gave me the idea. That's so perfect, too, I'll, though. When we wrap up, I'll show you okay. Gobstopper. It's only two minutes, it's but you'll love so it because you love Christopher Lloyd I love Christopher Lloyd, well, so. yeah. So. Uh-huh. All right, TJ, I know you had another one. It's sort of in the same line. Captain as America. No. Close, but it's in the same genre as the Superman one. But if you put it, put it from the point of view of like a bunch of bank robbers, Batman becomes terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, it, it basically becomes alien. This creature is hunting you down inside a locked building. Kind of like pre- more Predator-esque. Yeah, pre- yeah. Predator, yeah. Um, where, you know, you do Batman as a horror movie and... Yeah, you just don't show Batman until the end. You just you know what you do is too is it's post post bank lot robbery where they're all just going about their normal lives and you don't know what's going on at nighttime when they're all out like going to dinner or something like yeah. that. I even think of them as like they're at their hideout counting their cash. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and, and, and that's the where whole place so it's dark and it's and it's a they're being locked up. building. Yeah. I I have an, I have another one as well, and I think I think it was brought up. Uh, on a YouTube video, but E.T. 
Yeah, that's terrible. E.T. E. This is, this uh, is an yeah, alien creature that, that see, becomes a symbi- another, like a symbiotic like with a little boy. Where they both almost die. <laughs> you know, that's... And he was creepy. He was creepy looking. Like, he creeped me out. I was and all he wants to do is like call the rest of his cronies down to maybe take over the unit or to take over our world. <laughs> Yeah, so on the topic of Rogue Doll, though, actually most of his books, because uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, most of his books are creepy as fucking shit. Like, oh, yeah. I read them oh, yeah. so often when I was little, and, like, it, even, like, the movie The Witches, I mean, like, the book, <gasps> The Witches, yes. but The Witches is pretty much a horror movie. Oh, There's yeah. not a happy ending. Big Friendly like, Giant? Yeah, oh my god, BFG's so creepy. Mm -hmm. You have a giant who's invading your house every night to, like, put dreams in... Like, it's... Not only that, but, like, the other other giants in that... Like, they have graphic descriptions of, like, their names and stuff. Or, like, okay, this one... Like, how they eat children and all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying stuff. He always had that, like, level of, like, morbidity in his... And the drawings, too, did not help. (laughs) Like, actually, even Matilda was pretty much child abuse throughout the entire thing Mm because like that the trench bowl would like was terrifying well and her parents too yeah Yeah, her parents were awful yeah maybe like this might be a thing through his books but even like so like James and the Giant Peach's aunts are oh my god they're so messed up it's super messed up his stuff was just very fucking creepy so I have another one I mean granted it's kind of been done in other you know actual other horror franchises Toy Story but have have Toy Story completely flipped I mean like granted you know there's the oh my god what's the name of the horror franchise with the uh, Puppet Master yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of there but not really but I mean like just imagine like going to sleep as a kid and like no my toys are alive and they are trying to kill me and the parents like we don't believe you, <gasps> oh, you but have take the classic of- characters like Woody and Buzz and all these and make them actual trying to kill Andy Oh, and, like, they kill Sid first, because he abuses the toys. <laughs> well, and then they go after Andy when he rejects them and is going moving forward with his life. Oh, my God, you're killing my dude. Your trope is already <laughs> there, too. Yeah. Like, the one that she mentioned earlier of when you look and then something has changed. Because they do that all through the movie, where you, like, so the kid would be, like, looking... And then he would look again, and his like, I didn't put that. Spot. That and I didn't put like, once there. How did that move? Just drop. How did that move? Because they were already doing it in the movie. <laughs> as long as there's no crowns. <laughs> I have another one. It's kind of out there, uh, but this is going off of uh, a favorite actor of mine, uh, who was unfortunately no longer with us, but. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. It's a home invasion movie. It's, it's, a, it's a movie about a man dressing as a woman living with a family. Well, they mean he doesn't live with them, but he's basically invaded their life. He's trying to get his kids back yeah. through any means necessary. necessary. And another, real quick, another one I think could also, if you flip it on its side and look at it from the point of view of the other two characters rather than the main character, Home Alone. And on that silence, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> they did that. It was called a good song. So. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, I, I got to bring it up though too because it's one of my favorite favorite things in the world. I never got a chance to do it, but like you mentioned, or actually Jada brought up too of the idea of Alice in Wonderland, American McGee's Alice. I wanted that movie so bad, but that dark, twisted version because they also had plans. They, uh, American McGee's Oz. And they made action figures and everything, oh, yeah. and it never happened. No. So it was that, that evil, so twisted awesome. version of all those characters, and it was just, oh, insane. 
But yeah. All right. So the last thing before we get to the MFK, and then I have to ask this because I don't think we've ever done this for um, a Halloween episode. Everybody's here's favorite Halloween children's special from growing up. So, no, God, I know yours. <laughs> I know right, yours too. Aaron? Garfield's Halloween, <laughs> which we'll have to watch tomorrow because I, I, and, um, <laughs> I will every every Halloween I get a text from my mother that just says candy 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 because we I've watched it since I was a kid and I freaking love it. That's a good one. That is scary though too because you have the you have the ghost pirates the ghost pirates and you have the creepy old man that appears in the in the flash of lightning and stuff. Uh, Jada. Oh, come to me last. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I don't really have a special per se, but like Halloween episode, the Buffy episodes, every like, every time they did a uh, Halloween Buffy episode, it was so good. Do you have a specific one that's your favorite out of the Halloween? Probably the first one, where they like became their characters. When they became, became their costumes? Yeah. Definitely or the, yeah, became so their costumes. TJ. Come back to me? Oh, I, I, got I got mine. I got mine too. I, I gotta go with the classic. I gotta go with, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. I gotta rock. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Disney's Halloween treat starring Jonathan Winters. It was the all the old episodes that were all like it, they did like a cut down version of Night of Old Mountain. They did you know the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, they did the ones yes. where like Huey, Dewey, and Louie go to Witch Hazel. Oh, yes. so, uh, or not Witch Hazel's, but no, it was. Um, but it was yeah. the witch. It was it, it, it was the analog on Disney's side. But yeah. then it was like. The evil gorilla busting into death, uh, you know, Donald Duck's house. All those little ones Aww. that they cut together, but it was all around Jonathan Winters talking to a pumpkin. I remember, I remember that. that. It was yeah. in the late 70s, yeah. but it was the wonderful yeah. world of Disney. It was called uh, Disney's Halloween Tree. So that was one of my faves. Go ahead. I was going to say, I have another one. If, nobody, if you guys <laughs> yeah. are still yeah. thinking about it. I thought of one. So uh, the yeah. Looney Tunes. Crackbusters? Uh, yeah, Quackbusters. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, that one was always fun. I don't know if that was exactly a Halloween special, but... I think it was just a, a Looney Tunes movie, but it, was, yeah. it would still fit in that. Yeah, I think it would fit but that. I don't really have, like... Because it was always... Yeah, yeah, it was all, it was like the... It was the Transylvania 65,000 uh, yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, it was the, um, you know, the, the one where Sylvester is constantly getting harassed by the ghost. Um, the uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, the Jekyll Sylvester and Hyde. Tweedy, yeah. And, yeah. Um, honestly, I did always love uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and I, we watch it every year with our kids now, but I didn't want to go with that one, because watching it as a grown-up, I kind of am like, I get a little, like, bored through it. <laughs> I loved it as a kid, and I still, like, I still do, and I did love the uh, the Garfield one, but I know that's yours, I'm not touching that one. Um, so I would say, I'm going to go with Hocus Pocus. Yay! Yes, that's the one. best! Which, oddly enough, they just announced they are remaking no. for the Disney Channel come as up, a come TV up, special. Come up, come up, come up, come up, come up. None of the original they, people. They are because they've been talking what? about that for years. They just they announced none of the across. original people. They're going to reboot oh, just the entire announced. thing. That's why. Just yeah. announced. It was I, within the last I, week they announced. Okay. It. I have one more that's a total oldie. Absolutely. And I don't Sabrina know that teenage witch. That's another good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I was going to go with Mister Boogity, which is an old eighties oh, made-for-TV <laughs> movie Disney mm-hmm. of these people that rent the or this buy this house in New England and it's haunted by a pilgrim two pilgrims of, of oh, and the mother pilgrim can't get inside to get her, her son it's creepy as shit oh my god but it's it's awesome and John Aston is in it too yes Gomez yep. yes Gomez Adams that's he awesome uh, and I, I you know I'll throw another one in there too because I don't know a lot of people remember this but 
uh, the Halloween tree. It was oh, yeah. late, late 80s, early 90s. Oh. It was like 1991. Uh, and it only aired like two or three times ever. Um, but it was just a really great animated movie. And then one other one, too, that just popped in my head because things like that happen when you talk about this stuff. <laughs> the Halloween that almost wasn't. Um, it was a oh, live action one. Yeah, with Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch played yeah. Dracula. I and love it was, that. It was oh. basically... Uh, I think the witch had, they had to fly over the moon for Hall- All Hallows Eve to begin, and they refused to fly. Mm-hmm. So oh it was gosh. all the classic monsters had to convince the witches to fly that night. And that it was, was really two cute. kids, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Oh, I used Jeez, to love that. Yeah. I actually have a hard drive with all these specials we all talked about. All loaded up, and I just have it loaded up on on my server. We actually did do like a little kind of like spooky Halloween um, movie marathon with the kids yesterday, and we watched uh, we watched the Adams Family, which is honestly Yay. one of my all time favorites. Just like I know the TV series from the sixties was amazing, but the actual movie I think it was like nineteen ninety one or nineteen eighty nine, something like that. Movies, yeah, with Raul Julia amazing. and Angelica Houston. That was just some serious family life goals right there. Because I just freaking love them. Like, I love them so much as a couple and as parents. And they're just so, like, you know, they're into each other's weirdness. And they're loving and they're passionate. And they're involved with their kids. They go to their kids' productions at school. Yeah. They go to charity events and Bro. fit on their own kids. <laughs> like, they donate that, like, that finger trap thing. And then bid on it and up it. It's a 50 grand. Because why the fuck not? They're the Adams, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, they're, they're just incredibly... Incredibly good parents to their kids, even though their family is weird as fuck. Like, I just, I love them. Look, I love creepy, them, love them, love them. And they're them. kooky. And they're mysterious and spooky. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they're all together. The monsters? No, it's going to go. But, um, yeah, the Adams family is, I know it's not technically like a, a kid special. No, it's, like it's that, you know what, it, it is a... It's when I think of Halloween, though, I always think of the I love that. I'm still on the I can watch Adam's Family. And that's one where the yeah. sequel is just as good, too. Yes. I think, yeah, yeah. think Adam's Family is The camp sequence at the end of that one. Oh, my God. Yes. That was great. Yeah. It's one of the best sequences in so all of movies good. ever. I love that sequence so much. Um, I have a couple that I just thought of as we were talking about sure, everything. No um, uh, the Worst Witch. Tim Curry. Also for his bulk. They have made that into a Netflix special. Yeah, but it doesn't have Tim Curry. Well, of course not. good. Um, I, I know we were talking about the Adams Family, and you brought up the Monsters. I don't know if anybody has seen it. It's not really a Halloween thing because it's very short lived. I know what you're doing. Thirteen, 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 Mockingbird Lane. I thought was brilliant, and they never picked it up as a television series, which kind of because that's what it was. It was a TV movie that they put out there to see if it would get any traction. They were going to turn it into a television series. Eddie Izzard as Grandpa. He was perfect. Was great Herman Monster. They were, was really was good. And Portia uh, de Rossi was... Oh, uh, she's a fantastic Rossi, yeah. Yeah. Was really um, And the the chick that played the, played the normal the normal girl... Marilyn. 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 She was... The, the the change from, oh, I'm sunny and bright to I'm creepy as hell was was yeah. a great choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You can still find that out there. Too, yeah. It's still on Hulu to this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the Simpsons, I don't watch The Simpsons, but the Treehouse of Horror episodes are always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But the one I always remember watching every year when I was younger is there are some TV shows that always do their special Christmas episodes every mm-hmm. year. They always do the Christmas episode. Some of them do Thanksgiving episodes. But there was one television series that I loved. I'll still watch this day. Uh-huh. That always the Halloween episodes. Can I say it and see if I got it right? Yeah. Roseanne? No, no, not Roseanne. I think Roseanne did it too. Yeah. But the show that I always loved, because I loved them every year, was Home Improvement. 
Home oh, Improvement yeah. Halloween episodes mm-hmm. every year oh. around Halloween, and I always look forward to the Halloween episodes oh, because cute. it was always Tim pranking Al, and then there were always seasons where they were trying to get Tim, and then I there are some of the funniest episodes of the season. All right. Well, let's with that. Let's uh, wrap up our Halloween discussion, and let's uh, do that by talking our MFK. So tonight, our Mary Fuck Kill is Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers. There's a lose lose situation. Yeah, there's lose lose. So it can't go any worse than the Disney Princess uh, one. So (laughs) that that hit a very special place of oh god, what did we just do? So there's only going up from that. So it's okay. So, uh, whoever is ready, um, go from there. Uh, Aaron? Oh, God. Okay, so... I was going to do King Kong, Godzilla, and Mothra, but I was like, ah, that's a hard call. So, first of all, you got to kill Freddy. Freddy is a monster. He is a child molester. Just kill him right off the bat. Jason, uh, I I would want to say... Fuck Jason, marry Michael Myers. Jason's just too much of a mama's boy to be married to for the rest of your life. So, you mm-hmm. know, one night stand with him and then, you know, Michael Myers, just strong, silent type. You know, <laughs> do your bidding kind of. Uh, you know, actually, I'll too. say it too because it was, it was a quick thing that Kat actually posted earlier today and it was, it was, um, it was a meme, yeah. It was like, um, Michael Myers will always remember your birthday. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is the man of your dreams. <laughs> And Jason uh, absolutely loves his mother. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, I, I gotta uh, I gotta agree with Aaron. Uh, you kill Freddy because mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, Jason is too much of a mama's boy. And at least with Mike Myers, you get a laugh. Hmm. Oh, am I thinking of the wrong guy? Yes, 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 you are. Oh, you meant the guy in the... Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Halloween monster. Right, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> this <laughs> is Michael Myers. <laughs> Great callback oh Baby Driver. <laughs> <sighs> Only people who've seen Baby Driver will get that. <laughs> sorry, Jane. Thanks for ruining your bed. <laughs> I guess I'll go next. All right. Um, I think we're all going to fall very I, I, I agree. I agree. you got to kill Freddy because, let's face it, nobody wants to see that naked. Um, he's burnt probably all over. He's burnt all over. It's not just his face. Uh, but I'll reverse it. I'll go. You. What did you guys do? You. You kill Michael Myers and marry Jason. Or was no, it the, the other way around. So then I'll just reverse it. Um, you kill just because. Just because. Because I really can't think of any other reason why. Because neither one of them talks, and they both wear masks. So it really doesn't matter which way you go in that aspect. Uh, you know, I'll go. Um, so I think uh, you kill Freddy. Because, again, the child monster thing and hard lines with horror. Uh, so, marrying that, this does not feel like a good idea. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, you kind of are really looking at your summer home. Uh, so, you're going to Haddonfield, Illinois, which sounds kind of drab and boring. Or Camp Crystal Lake. So, you got a beautiful place on the lake. Which you would hate. I probably would. But if I have to think about this, Haddonfield, Illinois, and living in Illinois, Camp Crystal Lake, which probably could be anywhere. So, um, you know, I'm going to say... Camp Crystal Lake is in upstate New York, so done and done. So we're 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 gonna you know sleep with Michael Myers and just be a quick fling, and then move into my summer home with Jason. So I'm I'm gonna go with the same thing as you because it, it just kind of seems to make the most sense. Saying so the go- same thing as you and pointing to that person. Oh, sorry, doesn't work it well doesn't well translate podcast. into podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the same thing as Aaron. It just it makes the most sense because yeah, I definitely would definitely 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 kill Freddy Krueger. Um, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I mean, you can't let somebody else's mom like rule your marriage. That's not okay. So. Not even just his mom, like his decapitated mom's head that, that talks to him. I mean, true. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna rock the bed. <laughs> I am going to, with caveats. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> so I will actually caveats in this. <laughs> well, I mean, there are because like we don't. We there were no stipulations whether or not like okay. So I'm gonna actually marry Freddie, but. I'm just going to make sure that there are no, like, children living on Elm Street that he can fuck their day up. And, um, you know. Thank so, you for saying their day they up after that. Because you... <laughs> and Kat realizes the error of her ways. <laughs> That's when I open my mouth and don't think about what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but the thing is, he had the best puns. Like, he was hilarious in those movies. So, I mean, like, and you don't have to bang him or anything when you're married to him. He'd just say funny things all day long. And he could just, like, we'll keep him restrained so he can't lock do, like... Lock him in like, the boiler room? Yeah, we'll lock him Honestly, in the boiler room. Honestly, only one of those movies <laughs> even addressed the whole, like, molestation angle. They only brought it up ever in the first one. And then after that, they're like, you know, let's just make this campy and over the top. Yeah, and honestly, like, his uh, like his one-liners were hilarious. They were awesome. Like, that was the shining point of the movie. So I'd rather have him, like, saying funny things, and we'll just keep him in, like, a closet or something so he can't hurt anyone. And it's fine. Like, I can just get some on the side. It's not a big deal. So then, um, Jason, I will probably bang and then just hope I know. Because then he'll just go back to loving his mother. And that's fine. Um, because the the biggest problem is trying to have sex with Michael Myers. Sex is one of his, like, killing triggers. He will murder you. I don't want that. If you have sex, even with him, you're dead. Yes, so true. that's a no. <laughs> Actually, you're kind of screwed there with Jason too. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But <laughs> Freddie, you just 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 go to sleep. Maybe yeah. like you could just have his like mom hanging in the background, straight. I don't know. It's gonna. <laughs> Cat took it to a very scary place. Yeah. I was realizing after I wrote these down, I was like, man, I could have just did like Tim Curry as Pennywise, Tim nope. Curry yeah. as the Grand High Wizard. I, I would have just fucked the all. What? No. <laughs> All the Tim Curry's. Love. We've done all Tim Curry one before, and then I did, we just end it with Darkness from Legend. You know? <laughs> Ta da. You know what? I, I would that. Yeah, it's Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all would. I think all of us would be like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a win win win. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Throw silver hunks of jewelry at the clown. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a professional pirate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> let's do quick cheap plugs, and we'll get the hell out of here. And uh, Ben, starting with you. Uh, sure. Uh, you and I do a podcast together, DC Primetime, where we talk about all the DC television shows every week. Uh, that podcast, as well as all of the other podcasts hosted on the Next Level Podcast Network, can be found at nextlevelradioonline.com. Uh, the DC one can be found on Facebook, facebook.com slash DC Primetime, and Next Level Network as a whole, facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online. TJ, what's going on in your in your world? Uh, not a lot, actually. Okay. Uh, bye. I got nothing. Do we have packs on blood coming up? Yeah, I got that. That'll be fun. So. Okay. Uh, yay? Yeah, that's about it. Aaron, what is going on? Uh, your big fat nothing right now. Packs on blood. Yeah. yeah. Packs packs on blood. Blood on. You guys are all going to packs on blood, and I'll be in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. It's the same weekend. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I, actually, all my releases are out this year, so I don't have any new releases until 2018, I think, or unless they try to squeeze in the steampunk romance in December, I don't know. It's on my publishers. Yeah. So. Um, so I recently got certified to become a dance fitness instructor for a new program that's called Bombay Jam, 
and it is a combination of uh, traditional Indian dance styles uh, like Bhangra and Bollywood and all different kinds of uh, traditional dance styles sort of mixed up with a lot of hip hop and a splash of salsa and, um, and some toning in aspects as well too. So um, I still have a lot to learn and need to get like CPR certified before I can start officially um, like trying to get hired at gyms and stuff. But that's sort of my goal for the coming season and the coming yeah, year. Nice. And uh, also looking to get certified to teach Zumba too. So awesome. that's awesome. what I'm doing. Um, as Ben mentioned, like I said, uh, DC Primetime. And we are crazy enough to think eight episodes away from our 100th episode. Nice. So um like I said, from the unofficial hundred, uh, oh. our actual hundred, actual hundred, not the hundredth issue, right? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, um, aside before Pax Unplugged uh, is Extra Life. So um, just a quick reminder: you can always find and donate to the team by going to www.extra-life.org. In the upper right-hand corner, where it says "Search for Player," if you type in, because I've actually made my goal to punch in B E N space B E C K. That's Ben. Um, like I said, we're doing a raffle for DC Primetime where we've got Drew Powell, who plays Butch Nail Solomon Grundy, aka mm. Cyrus Gold on Gotham, was nice enough to uh, sign a headshot with uh, it's a picture of him and Barbara Keene together uh, on the streets of Gotham. Aaron Richards. Uh, and um, also a, a fancy um, beer cup as well, a beer mug that's uh, created especially for the raffle. Uh, the only other person that has one is actually Drew Powell, so, uh, which we know he's actually drinking from, yes, but it's, he, a, it's a he, silhouette of Solomon Grunny. He freaking loves that mug. That's so uh, awesome. Hashtag stay gold. So, but in addition to that, though, too, we've got um, some artwork from Brian C. Roll at Odyssey Art. Uh, we've got a great shot of Stephen Amell. Uh, and they also, let's see, I'm trying to think what else. John Berriman is Malcolm Merlin, mm-hmm. which both of those will be autographed when I go to Atlanta in November. And then we have two other pieces that are yep. already autographed. One of Robbie Amell as Firestorm, which is already autographed. Uh, Robbie was nice enough mm-hmm. to autograph for us. And his wife, Italia Ricci, who plays Silver, Silver Banshee in Supergirl. She was also not generous enough to sign that for us. Too. Oh. Yep. So both of them are already autographed. Nice. Yep. So we're going to be doing uh, our raffle on that. So uh, in your message to the donation, just write DC Primetime. Uh, every $10 gets you one uh, raffle entry. For every $50, you get 10 entries. So, uh, and they do stack. So make sure uh, to get them in the next two weeks. We'll be doing the uh, unveils on the prizes on the 11th. So, but uh, that does it for us. And with that, we will see you guys next month. <laughs>